Dog It Club is a podcast about three friends quantifying their love for television via a spreadsheet. This show contains explicit language and is not safe for little ears. And there is a perpetual spoiler alert in effect. Welcome to episode 18 of Dog Club, <laughs> where we cover The Wire. The Wire. We're going to talk about The Wire. One of the, one, one uh, of the uh, consensus you, greatest shows You mean ever. you haven't watched The Wire. And we will be as pretentious as you can imagine, because you need <laughs> to watch The Wire. It's an old show, but it's still the show that like personifies that you haven't watched whatever it holds up it does it does hold up it's a stark reminder of the depressing reality we live in every day uh so it's Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like as close to a textbook or a history book (laughs) as a really really good good show gets way to sell the show It's, it's information it is giving you real factual information about a depressing thing that happens in a very entertaining way. In a very entertaining way. Yeah. yeah. But you can't go, what? You know, you watch, you watch like, oh, that dragon ate that guy. Nothing, that's not going to happen to me. But, oh, I could be shot by a drug dealer. Oh, there's people that whose lives are ground into dust by the uh, war on drugs. Awesome. Awesome. So awesome. Rate, anyway. Rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, your preferred podcast provider. And uh, follow us on uh, our presidents, our whole, our wonderful president's favorite thing in the world, Twitter, at twitter.com. about to record an episode that could potentially get into some like serious socio-political talk. It could get very heavy, so uh, dealing with drugs, Baltimore, the media, wiretapping, corrupt-ass politicians, inner-city schools, and police, gun violence, the police. Big time. Time for the wire. All the angels sing. Have a new mind. Let them know. Zipped out. Oh, yeah. What a great intro theme, though. Oh, I love the intro theme. I love all the different varieties. varieties of- I still have this show rated real high. Even though I've been kind of harsh on it. Because you recognize that it's a good show. It's a very good show. It talks about shit people need to think about. God, it's a fucking good song. 
cool R and B blues. Fuck that blues. It's more soul than R and B. Like I found this guy on Spotify. Totally version, whatever. Uh, Charles Bradley. He's this guy. He used to be a James Brown impersonator, and he's super old. And then just recent, like in the last few years, put out albums that are uh, under just his name that aren't covers of James Brown. So Charles Bradley, I recommend him. That's my recommendation for the day. Good music. The so Wire. Similar to that. The Wire. Uh, created by David Simon. He worked at the Baltimore Sun or the ball, whatever the Baltimore paper was back was then. He was a journalist covering crime in Baltimore. In dirty streets. And then he, years later. He was on the crime beat. He Broken did souls. a few things. And then eventually um, he got with HBO and created The Wire. Which uh, a lot of people, well, now now people know about it. Yeah. Now back uh, when it was on, when it was on, no, it was just a cop show. Well, we talked about this in a previous episode. These like demarcation points of kind of these golden ages of TV that started at certain points. You know, we mentioned at the beginning of AMC's kind of run with Breaking Bad and Mad Men and Walking Dead, and then we talked about HBO kind of leading the way. This was one of the shows they led the way with. Yeah, I think Sopranos kind of overshadowed it. It was more popular. Sopranos was more mainstream. The Wire... um, So one of the things The Wire did suffer... uh, We can can get into it more later, but the ratings were not there in The Wire like Sopranos. It wasn't near what the ratings were. And a lot of people... I've heard people write that that has a lot to do with the... There was a lot of African Americans, and some people think that it had something to do with just the audiences generally don't want to watch a show that's predominantly African American. And that's kind of racist. And how far? But well, look how far we've come. Look at what Black Panther did. I think people. Oh no, we've come a long way. But this show, this way. show, what what was the year? Two thousand two. Right. I mean, this was the Our senior year. Of this was at the beginning of the golden, and this was a stealth golden age of yeah. television show. It was quiet. Like if it was this, it was this period. Like the the trope and the meme of like you're not watching fill in the blank. Like like where. People who were cop to date with these kind, like now, fucking everybody watches like Game of, you know what I mean? Like there's certain things where it is everybody. Everybody accepts that there's just this mountain of good TV. Like, like and even I, if they even if they don't watch Game of Thrones, almost everybody knows like, kind of what like it is. In, in yeah. 2002, 2003, 2004, there was so little of this good golden TV. You had kind of had the snooty right to go. No, dude, you, you. What do you mean? What are you watching? What are you watching <laughs> right. that's not the wire? What are you doing? What? Or some on network? Suck a dick. Like I'm watching the Sopranos. That's what I'm watching. Supra- like uh, the wire is so much hey. better a show. <laughs> like the Sopranos has the problem. What as most organized crime shows do, they very, they glorify the lifestyle and they glorify these evil people. I think the wire makes it very very clear. That crime fucking sucks. You're a shitty piece of shit for doing crime because it's the it 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 shows you it, it's the a, ripple it also, effects it as also, the seasons go on. It shows you what evil and corruption well, and shittiness. The, the wire was a very realistic take on what Baltimore was like. It was right. a layer cake of 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 things people need to keep on their mind when they just look at the world around them. But you know the fir- the way the first season was about the street level gangs, and the next season, you know, and it built up to what was the last season was the was the paper because it was the yes 
It went. It, here's how it went. It, it, the first season's cops and inner city drug trade. Okay. Then second season's the the port, the dock workers, the and dock. Then how that's that right. how the that union, happened. And you, so you have organized. You have crime unions. And then the third season Education. goes back to a little bit. No, third season goes back to its roots a little bit more. Focuses on Stringer. Uh, a little more of the inner city drug trade. Also get, like, it's the, tied the, into a larger role, the and they start and shit, they right? start the political stuff. But I, in season yeah, three, and then season the four school, is the newspaper. The school was also in season. Was that four? Season four is I think is the schools. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so it it it, it gives you these things you need. That this guy that that was involved and wrote about this and lived it was like this is this is how America works. Like it, it it's showing you. The oppressed and it's showing you the machine that oppresses it I'm like a- i i liked that that's the main my main takeaway from the wire it shows you this this rotten this 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 dysfunctional part of our society and then totally how you the problem why it's like that and yeah. how we can fix it and the apathy and this this attitude that we can't which is stupid and how it fuels racism it's it, also it, worth noting that building off your earlier point about how it the show shows you the evil of criminal activity. It also humanizes in an authentic way how people become drug dealers. Yeah. In other words, not every drug dealer is a malicious piece of crap right. necessarily. They some of them have some sort of moral code. Quick money, but they they grow up. Like, they grow up in it. Yeah, you know, and and you with you, no other options, you start to understand. Well, that's just there. It's not right, but it's the culture they were in. Glamorized being a drug dealer. And that was how you function in the community, yep. to an but, extent. But you, you, it's it beyond like beyond that. It's like say you're a young man who comes like they showed the projects, no money. Look around them; they made it very clear. There's no jobs. There's nothing to do. No one's opening up stores and shit where they live. They just live there, right? And right. the only thing they can do is sell drugs. Now, say they get they're a kid, they get busted for drugs, then they really can't get a job. There's, it's literally a prison. Yeah. And, and then, and, and it's, 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 Man, we're it's going, we're going dark right th- from the three. Just, that's what the wire's about. <laughs> to, to be more clear, Man. it had the, all the seasons feature the inner city to an extent, right? right? Three is actually the political one. You're right. Uh, whoever said that. The, the politics one. Yeah, politics. Not Littlefinger. Just, Little fucking the guy that played Littlefinger. Right. He, Carcetti yeah. is his name. Yeah, uh, Carcetti. And, uh, uh, then I do think four uh, goes more to like public education stuff like that. The newspaper, though, they had. The, oh, yeah, that was right. the new, yeah. they, they, there was the newsroom. No, that was f- five, right? There's four. Se- I thought there were only four, four, only seasons. four seasons. I don't no, there's know. there's five seasons. Oh, oh there you so go. five five is the media. I think four is the education, and it has some of the. It still had the political stuff it, going it, on. It, it very as well. clearly had that like kind of layer cake feel where the, each season was something different, but it was all kind of the same. I, it was it a was, very well it was done. Such a in shock. That like when you're like going into this show, I went. I mean, I started watching maybe six, seven, eight years after it had aired, and uh, I remember going into it. and I'm like, oh, season one, man, this is awesome. I, I love this show. It's great. And then all of a sudden, season one ends, and all of a sudden, season two starts, and it's a different song, and they're showing like pictures and images in the, in the intro. I'm like, wait, wait, what happened? What am I watching? <laughs> yeah. And and the whole tone of the show just shifts to this other part, and I'm just like, well, he very clearly wanted to inform people about 
here's this, this causes this, and this yeah. infects this, and this affects this. You're in a bit in a in a society. But this is the stuff that it's that, kind of a little shock whenever you're yeah. watching it that you know it changes so much from yeah, season you, to season. It is. It's a radical the departure. Each, I like that it yeah, ends. On, it's it's neat that it ends on the media. Like it 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 doesn't necessarily build in like a pyramid. It's building in this weird kind of. Like, and then it ends with this, the entity that's supposed to just... How, how did... Report the... Tri- like, I don't know. How did y'all end up watching The Wire? You told I me don't, about it. I don't remember. Okay, I so I told you... Yeah. I know I, I praised... I So no. I started hearing about it online, and, and some people are just like, best show ever, In best fact, show ever. I borrowed your DVDs. Okay. Yeah. That's how I watched it. And so I got it from the internet, mm-hmm. people on the internet, and I read several lengthy reviews on why it was so good, and... uh I remember starting The Wire because I've seen Law and Order and, you know, a lot of other episodic yeah. crap. Procedural. You know, the procedural dramas. The show that I would... And, and when I started watching The Wire, it was the first time watching a cop show. I finally said to myself, this is probably a lot like how it really is. Yeah. You know, like this sort of thing in Baltimore, it felt real, authentic type of stuff that... Yeah, it's believable, and you start to think about cops not wanting to clear to to a, a murder clearance. Yeah. You know they they have these other motivations that are purely political, right? You know they don't want to bring a body back, yeah. a, a murder investigation back under them. You know I, they want. I learned a lot about the hierarchy of a police department as well. You know, there's different ranks and stuff that that really every season informed you about the the real work like because the very last season you kind of see how reporters operate really truly operate and report to their editor and and look out when you know they find they really are looking for stories and they bring the story and the air and when they focused on the government they showed the wheeling and dealing and hand greasing that's involved even in like city level politics. Like right. McNulty's boss Daniels in the first season, you just see him rise up the ranks as the show goes on. It's just right. Like, and you, you see Carver become mm-hmm. a, what is sergeant or something yeah. pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And then eventually even moved up from there. And doesn't always take years for people to be promoted. You up see her like become department. the slimy lawyer's assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Herc. Uh, Kirk and, Carver, and, and not only that, not just the political stuff, but it also was authentic. And feel I felt like when I was watching these drug dealers operate, they got real lingo. It was real. That a lot of the times that he got real people from oh, Baltimore, yeah. Snoop, real people, and he filmed that culture. Yeah. And exposed it. And yes, I know meme. no one. There's the meme in the internet thing, like saying. Oh, you watched The Wire, now you're the expert on the inner city, huh? <laughs> okay, no, it, it doesn't make anybody an expert, no. but it, it does inform people more than the vast majority of television could ever hope to. Yeah. That's what I'll say about that. And Baltimore, famous, for those that aren't aware, <laughs> Baltimore famously, like, falling into itself city. Like, it's But I think, so, Taylor, you got me to watch it, and then we both kind of got Evan into into watching it. I think that's how it went. So, that being said... Your first, Taylor. What's your rating? Uh, I have The Wire at a 9.3, and it's, I believe it's the best crime drama ever made. Hold on, let me read the note, though. Best crime drama ever. I think I had a different message there one time, but then I had to narrow it, because I lowered... I've actually lowered my rating of The Wire. It used to be like a 9.6 but a while back. It's your number four show. 
Yes, it is. It's my number four show. It, um, I will say that The Wire does a, the best job I've ever seen of showing how the drug trade causes corruption and crime. And it, the drug war itself, the how- drug war itself inflicts plenty of its own damage on families, ripping families apart through incarceration, uh, stray bullets in but, the drug the, trade that wouldn't exist. Moreover, on your point, it not only that the drug trade causes is the cause of uh, it's the circumstances are the cause of the drug trade. Right. Like, the right. circumstances, the e- when you really look at it objectively, the fairly fixable circumstances that we've created that cause people to turn to selling drugs. It's like if people ha- if there was a clear better option that we that was provided that like we built to that to a better option there are none like well, they, i hold, love hold, the depiction whoa, 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 whoa. of the hold like, on there is okay i agree with that people to, can eke their that, way out that's but. a perception so i've read some economist stuff that they actually analyze this and unless you get to a certain level up the chain of being a, a, a drug dealer it makes no financial sense you're better off in in being a low-level drug dealer you're better off just working at mcdonald's but um, but inevitably, so the decision all, isn't rational. A lot of times, I think it's cultural, and they feel they need to do it because they think they're going to move up and be the yeah. big wig. But most of them won't. But then they get busted, and then they can't get it. They can't find it. It's not Correct. saying that not right, all of these right. people are sticking busted. with the great job of selling dope on the street. They don't have a choice. They try that's it, and then they're right. they're branded a criminal for the rest of their lives. And that's which is the argument. Which is the argument that most sensible people. That we should just legalize drugs and stop trapping people in this like ball of red tape when they make one bad decision as a child. So, <laughs> so nine point three out of ten. I think it's one of the it's the best crime drama ever. I mean, if I think of another crime drama like, uh, well, hell, from The Shield, <laughs> you know, and I compare it to The Wire, it's like this is how it's done right. And this is how it's done as a terrible, over-dramatized piece of garbage. Do you remember your do you, next crime drama down as The Sopranos, though? Do you remember um, Homicide: Life on the Street? I mean, you would call that a crime. drama. I know he right? did that. Do you remember? I, I remember the pre. I didn't watch it. It was, it was honestly supposed to be good. Everybody remembers it in the same category as like NYPD Blue or, or no, but Law it was, and Order. It was it so was much thing. better. It was a great show. Like that's a cop show I really enjoyed, and The Wire's a lot like it. Yeah, isn't it was the did, network isn't version? The, isn't didn't he work on that? Probably. I think he worked. He's the one that did that. Homicide, <laughs> homicide's great. Like it's a show I, I'd like to look and find and maybe give him, give another look to because it was it was legit. I think it was on but ABC. Very it was few. On ABC. So it it's that high because it's authentic. The acting is excellent across the board. The authenticity, like I said, uh, and then it cover how uh, Justin said it shifts. Each season and how it's still all interconnected yeah. and they man- he manages to pull it off. It's really hard to pull that off, mm-hmm. by the way. Have a shift of tone like that yeah. and then connect it. Um, scope. Like the shift of every season was a complete and utter shift in scope. And how and I could, focus. How I could root still for certain, certain links drug it dealers. all together. Yeah. Like How I could root for just an inner city Because he's some kid, poor kid you know? that got tied up in something right. shitty. And it makes it clear that like... Like what were we? What were we talking? When, when, when did we get talking about like how criminals are branded? It's like they're, it's not like us, the law-abiding people, and them, the criminals. It's just people. What were we talking about that we got into that discussion? What show were we doing? I don't remember. 
I don't know, but last point is I would just, I liked how they showed how police can be bad, and I liked how they showed how police can be very good. Yeah. In other words, they showed they contrasted Herc, a character that's an idiot, a quite meat, frankly, and he just a meathead. He just arrests, doesn't care about anybody. And They're then, animals. And then you have good cops, yeah, like Carver, who. They separate right after season one and have different tracks. Carver's the guy in Walking cared, Dead, right? Gabriel, yeah, yeah. Gabriel, because yeah. he cared about the people actually, and he believed in community policing and being friends. Mm-hmm. And same with McNulty, he used he was a little more crazy, but he's, he he's, still was a he. He respected his informants. He didn't, you know what I mean? Like there was a level of care there, yeah, that you wouldn't get with her. Well, McNulty himself is very polarizing. He could be very good and very bad. Oh, definitely. <laughs> He's both. He's both. Yeah, but he was a good. Yeah. He was a good detective. I mean, there's no question on that. He solved a shitload of stuff. Mm-hmm. He just ruffled feathers. Yep. But, but anyway, y'all go ahead, Justin. My rating is a nine point two. It is my number five show, um, right under Holding Catch Fire and our uh, what is the word consensus top three. Uh, yeah, Battlestar, Game of Thrones, Mad Men. Yeah. In case anyone ever missed that. <laughs> so, I I went into the show thinking, okay, it's 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 a little dated from when I was watching it. I don't know if I was gonna like it. It was four by three when we watched it. That yeah, that Dave, it's widescreen now, right? But yeah. Um, but even then, the the phones they were using. I mean, we had iPhones by the time I watched it, and they're using little burners, you know, little flip phone burners and stuff. Right. And well, they weren't using burners to start. They were using pay phones. That but, was later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think the, from the first episode, I was just like, okay, I'm in. And I think, I think the scene that I, that is in the first episode was when they're, they're at a crime scene. It's McNulty and Bunk. And the only word they use <laughs> throughout the whole, while they're examining the crime scene is fuck. Fuck. Oh yeah, fuck. that's a classic scene. Fuck, motherfucking shit. Fuck. Look at this shit. No, if that wasn't see, fuck. if that fuck. wasn't the first episode, that was like episode two or yeah. something. It was really, it was early really, on. really early. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just sitting there laughing the whole time, and they're kind of just you know seeing fuck. and and yeah, they start angles and and where the bullet came through the window and stuff like this. Yeah, great, great scene, but it just grabbed me right away. the The street level, the cop side. All the wiretapping, the technology that they used, that they only had like really crappy technology, but they found a way to use it to get what they needed, stuff like that. I mean, plus the theme changes to season to season. It was just really well done. And great characters. Really great characters. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. Like, this would, this would just be a documentary if it wasn't for the characters being so yeah. deep and interesting. So. That's mine. It's my fourteenth show. Fourteenth show. But remember how many nines and eights I have. <laughs> I have a lot. Uh, it's an eight point six seven. So you hate it? Yeah, that almost a nine. <laughs> it really. It's. It, I'm okay. This is the analogy I'll use. I've been sitting here quietly trying to think of a way to explain this, <clears throat> and I'm going to use food. Chef prepared food. There are chefs that make very complicated dishes really well. 
and that's like Game of Thrones or Mad Men. Like, uh, like it's it's a big concept. You gotta wrap your fucking brain around lots of characters, a lot that you have to remember, and it's still you gotta be. And then there's chefs that prepare the simplest thing real fucking well. You know what I mean? Like, there's the eggs you might make, and then there's like this egg dish that's just eggs that this. T- the Wire is a very straightforward show. It's not breaking any new ground. It is it is something very simple that is done perfectly. I don't agree with that. It, it's it's a, it's it's the concept is not like it. No, I think it does. It's it's a it's a show who I'm not saying it's like simple. I'm saying it's a show that doesn't God, that's how do I explain it? I think it was groundbreaking. Yeah, I agree. I disagree with no, pretty much everything. And I'm not said, saying it's not not that it's not valuable and good and groundbreaking. I didn't say not groundbreaking. Yeah, you I did. said it's simple. You said not groundbreaking. It didn't break any it, You said it didn't break any new ground, which is not true. It broke a hell of a lot of new ground. It's a cop show. That's that it's, that's more realistic. And 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 they didn't use any of the trope. They 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 took the cop show and they shook off all the tropes that every other cop show uses, and they actually made a show about actual cops. That's it's the ground. Not, it broke. But that's the, here's the, here's the, I know it's it's not just a cop show. It's not because most cop shows are follow cops and just cops. Mm-hmm. The Wire is different because it followed the drug dealers. Right. It followed other people in positions of authority and in the inner city. So no, I, think I don't it say bro- cop show like it's just cops. I'm saying it's a show about. Uh, to me, it's a show about it, institutions. It, it, it's it's not. It's <sighs> maybe you just don't like it. I love yeah an eight point no, no. six seven. I let really me rephrase that. Maybe it. maybe you don't. You just don't like it as much as we do, just because it's, it's not your thing. Yeah. It it told the story. It was telling really well, but it's it's not. I, it's not a complicated show. It's a show that took the city of Baltimore and showed you, here's, this is how it works. This is how, they, why are there slums? Why are there ghettos? Well, this is why you've got corrupt politicians. You've got the media that tries to do this, but it's bought and sold. And you've got the, and, and it, it, it's a very good show. And it tells that story really well. I just don't think it's as complicated a show as some of the stuff I have, I have or, you know, it's not it, it as good as it is. It's not. It's something we've seen in forms of it before. It shows that focus on crime, crime show. It's a crime show, not a cop show. Sorry, it's a crime show. <laughs> it shows you how crime works, and it's very, very good. I just, I just don't think it's quite as good as most of the other stuff we have that I have above. It. It's just, it, it, it's, it's. I don't know how to how to put it because the second I dropped it below a nine, y'all both looked at me like I was I was out of my mind, and I'm like, not really. Like I I I, I don't know. I well, to be fair to you, it's your top cop show, right? Yeah, it's not my top crime show. Not your top crime show, no. What's the top? Crime what other show? cop show is on Breaking the list? Breaking Bad is right, right above it. Oh. What other cop show is on the list? Like it's it's the only cop show on this list. I, I guess the right, Shield, like, but crime but, show. Crime show, well, I have Breaking Bad, what, 0.01 higher? You know. Yeah, which kind of... They're both, but it, it kind of falls in the same place as Breaking Bad. 
in well, yeah, in, in what I st- well, the way I said like I'm probably not going to watch it again for a lot of the same reasons. It the wire is a it's like it's a book just called Crime in Baltimore. It, it, it's it's it'd be a dry book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'd be a book you probably wouldn't read. Here's exactly how the drug trade in Baltimore. I, you know, it's it's you go to Borders and see the book with the written by the guy about this, yeah. and it's not. It's just called The Wire. A deep look into the underbelly. You would fucking <laughs> never read it ever. But if you saw a book with a bunch of dragons on the cover, hey, you might give that a shot. Men's some dragons in that book. So I'm just saying, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a show I wouldn't have watched had I not been given such a good review by a friend. Yeah. But uh, now that I watched it twice. It's also very heavy. Like, I, I don't. I get how good of a show it is. Maybe it's and drugs. For, I don't like shows about the hopelessness of, of the drug epidemic. Like, I don't, it's such a stark, depressing reality that probably won't be solved in our lifetime and well, presumably it will get worse i don't think like it just it's I, I don't know it's just i guess it's a subject matter i'm very interested in obviously because breaking bad and the wire are both still they're very highly rated show. i like them and i know how good they are yeah. but i definitely don't want to f- spend weeks at a time immersing myself in man there is a hopeless situation out there that's real and happening and it's ruining lives and i'm gonna go cry like it's just i I, 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 I guess that subject matter as interested as i am and as fascinated as i am like when i just keep up to date with society i don't want i don't want to spend time understand that fucking hearing people go uh the drugs and the murder and it's just like oh god I get that. You know I mean? Yeah, I get it. The I, darkest thing that's highest on my list is it's always sunny, and then you and you can kind of extrapolate from there. It's just like I think that I think that makes more sense than you saying it's simple. Yeah. I mean, I guess simple. You can label it simple because it's a you know it's about Baltimore. And it's that's a, it. It's about the institutions of Baltimore. But where I argue it's not simple is what we said earlier. It intricately weaved together every different themed season. Yeah. I'm not even in talking a way about the that show was itself. I'm talking about the premise. Premise. When you I say like here's the premise of Breaking Bad. A chemistry teacher gets cancer and goes on a wild ride of drugs and murder and or or, or, or as opposed to a stark look at the <laughs> criminal goings on in Baltimore and uh, the institutional uh, hierarchy that causes the the crime on a street level. Uh, and and I agree with you on the yeah, subject, yeah, you know sub, but it's, it's not a it's, it's not a for most goes, people it's, it's not a boring show. No. Right? It's not a boring show. It's a boring. Premise, I did not say but, it was boring, and no, I did I not use the word boring. <laughs> you used the word boring. Simple. I said it you just said comes simple. from a. It's not a wild hair premise. No. It's not dragons in Westeros. And it's it's also, not Battlestar Galactica. It's, it's also not very very beings slow. from an alternate dimension. It's. It's also a very slow-paced show. Yeah. It, For instance, one of the first, uh, whenever you think back to season one, and what was the female officer's name? Um, the Hispanic girl. That she's a, yeah, she's a lesbian, and uh, she ends up. She's tough as nails, man. She's later in that season. Remember, she got hurt. She lost her mojo. She no, she got physically hurt. It was a they were doing a sting operation, 
And remember, she got hurt really bad, and then McNulty felt bad because it was he felt it was his fault. And then was this Snoop? It was in the no. This was season one. Oh, she gets hurt to a point where it was like an oh shit moment. She's in the car, and then she gets shot. Man, it's been a, it's been a while. Anyway, well, anyway, in this scene, it's the first time in the show that you experience any like main character get into real danger and yeah. it felt real like you know by the time you got to the hospital mcnulty's worried that they're gonna lose a cop because yeah. of him and i think that that type of shit ha- had never been executed that well for cops mm-hmm. um on tv uh i've never been more sure about my favorite character and dog at Cl- and the strict definition of your definition of the dog at award before i think like it's pretty it's pretty straightforward for me it was season two right mm-hmm. yeah so this is the port the union season i actually think seasons one to two is the most jarring yeah. transition out of any of the other transitions Well, because you know that they're probably going to do it again in season three so you right. kind of you're a little prepared you're a little more prepared i think season three it's more upbeat and then they got like the shovel where they're breaking ground on the corrupt construction projects yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so overall as as dogged club i mean i we all like the show it's a 9.06 9.056 if you want to get technical. Sorry I ruined the curve. <laughs> it's a 9. Yeah, whether you... It's a 9. It's a highly recommended show. It's in the 9s for Dog Club. Most people who would look at our point oh whatever fiddly flibbling say we, we all gave it a 9. Uh, Not really. Kind of. I mean, if I, these, try, these little moments... If you the, round at up, the top, if, if we were doing rounding, if we rounded the whole list, we all gave it. I know that, but I'm I'm just making a point. That's kind of taking meaning out of the thought I put into these oh, numbers I know. at the top. Hey, because hey. like who has some of the most fibbledy jibbledy up at the top with like point oh, literally Breaking Bad and and the wire are separated by point oh one for me. It's like I, I if you ask me what what that point oh one represents, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but for me, but it's there. But for me, eight, the wire is like about where Breaking Bad is for you. Yeah. And for me, the 8.68 versus my wire rating of 9.3, or I'm sorry, I had an 8.7 Breaking Bad. That's huge for me. Yeah. Like, I can easily just straight up say, oh, I like the wire way better than Breaking Bad. Right. And I've, I've rewatched the wire. But that's why it's subjective to us. Like, right. each person, it's subjective. Like, Breaking Bad, it's weird because I agree with Evan to an extent. Dark subjects, I it fatigues me, and I don't want to watch it for some reason. With the wire, it doesn't bother me as much, even though it is very dark and authentic and drunk. Very dark. I don't want like I want to catch authentic and go. All right, that was great. Now let me go back to space wizards and superheroes and dragons and stuff because escapism is escapism for me. That's how I feel about GTA Five. Like I felt like I didn't. I didn't want to be in that world anymore. I'm gonna lay out a theory for you, Taylor. Between Breaking Bad and The Wire, The Wire has a little more lightheartedness moments, lighthearted moments where you can actually laugh or be happy about what's going on in the show. Or something good actually happens. Then Breaking Bad. (laughs) Because Breaking Bad, not very much good actually happens. In The Wire, there is good, wholesome, heartful stuff. Breaking Bad has a lot of situational darkness. For me, The Wire is so authentic. And well researched and well like 
the you know the city you're looking at, the situations you're looking at, the bleakness of these of some of these people's lives, the darkness in some of the souls of these people. Like it's it is a very well done show. I I don't only want to do that once. I, <laughs> I don't I don't need I like I don't want that stark reminder. But do you think that's that the world I- is this fucking all like dark and 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 hopeless? Like it's very. It's rough. That's rough for me. That's you, a rough go like thing to do again. Do you think that disparity between those two ratings for you, Taylor, though, is is that you know it's a more balanced show than Breaking Bad? Uh, at least part of it. Balance between darkness and, and yes, light. definitely yeah. affects my it's, subjective judgment. It's easier to watch because of that. It's easier to watch, and I also found the wire more interesting. Yeah. Like, and it, as much as Breaking Bad had me hooked, The Wire probably had me a little more hooked. Um, I was more anxious. When I binged The Wire, it was over quick. Yeah. <laughs> I got through the show very, very quickly. It yeah. wasn't something that I felt any, I remember specifically with The Wire, and this doesn't happen very often, but I put everything aside. Like, I was like, my computer sat there. I didn't even touch it. Right. I was completely when I was th- and this once again very rarely happens when I'm out I was when I was at work I would be thinking about I can't get ho- I can't wait to get home so I can start watching the wire <laughs> you know like it was that experience and you me. know I think about it now like you know the wire we can just get HBO go and watch it you know it's just out there now but back then I mean you'd have to get up and put the next DVD in and go and put the next oh yeah like just right now thinking of that is a hassle. <laughs> it's a huge hassle. But that's why I'm so glad they put Battlestar Galactica the reimagining on Hulu because yeah. I can tune in and eat real easily now. <laughs> Which yeah. I do do from time to time. You said do like, do. You do do Taylor. Okay. Uh so yeah, overall it's our number 6 show. But that's that's our ratings. So let's go to characters. Bubs that's your favorite character? That's my favorite character. Interesting. Wow. He was, he was, he was that guy was great. I, I thought his performance was all, he was always my favorite character. Interesting. Yeah. I liked, I liked him a lot. Like, I, I just thought, I thought he was, I don't know. It was just a real, in the, amidst the show, like, he was always it, a drug addict, but it, a, even when it was dark and sad, it was kind of a bright spot. I liked him a yeah. lot. He played it really well. Yeah, I mean, they, he, he he stole a lot of most of the scenes he was in. The makeup that they used on him, yeah. just to yeah. to give him that heroin face. Is well, because they it, like the same way the other de- week I talked about how like people sometimes get this this mental I- I- block in their head where like, whoa, people in jail, criminals. Yeah. Those cri- <laughs> they do that. You know, they're not like us. It's like knowing that you're just a a, a nose hair from being that just life just doesn't work out uh it's like maybe that's why we should treat premises good because you could be one uh it's same thing with drug addicts it's it's the whole basis of my belief that drugs should be legal and treated like a health crisis not like a criminal crisis yeah the the very idea of throwing a sick person in jail should make you feel terrible and the fact we throw drug addicts in jail is insane it doesn't but you you would agree that there's like I don't necessarily agree with legalizing all drugs in the sense of all of them being available at like Seven no, Eleven. No, not not, mainly, not in that way at real, all. In fact, I'm really, just saying. Yeah, you might want to clarify that let because me clarify, what, what you're really saying is you don't want them arrested. Well, you're it's it's this the confluence of like you know people try and group like marijuana with no. I'm talking about 
artificial garbage that people brew in bathtubs. Meth, cocaine, Meth, coke, synthetic opiates, synthetic, heroin. Synthetic garbage that kills people. The people making it, they're criminals. But the people that are that are that are addicted, in in you know, they're not they're not villains. They're not demons. It's and I thought I always thought that the portrayal, the the thoughtful portrayal of the character Bubs in the wire was like very necessary. Here's an addict. To put a face that, yeah. and a and a heart on on a character that in most stuff is like, you know, either a joke or or you know, refuse people like, you know, think about was Dave Chappelle's like, "Hey, you got any more of that crack?" Like yeah. that's that's it, it it's I don't know, thought that it was an important small sort of second tier part of that show but he he was he was it was very very good portrayal of the of a very thoughtful portrayal of a drug addict and uh, uh what is the criminal informant in, in a show about the 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 failed and awful war on drugs it's like it shows the you know who's the enemy there is no enemy yeah. it's just people and poison so Mm. Well, now that I'm looking at the character list, Taylor, I know who you're talking about. They got shot in season one. The the Kima. shorter, yeah, Kima. yeah, the the her, yeah, Greg's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know now. Um, my favorite character, I think, is Detective Lester Freeman. Which one is Freeman? Freeman was the older guy that right there that uh, was always like painting like mini furniture and stuff. He was always making furniture. Oh, yeah, the old- at the desk, the older guy right, that yeah, was in the in the basement with them. Yeah, he was good. He was good. They like pulled him out of like the base. Yeah, the basement. Like you yeah. said, he was a nobody, yeah. and he be he was smart. But they shelved him down there because right. he was too smart, and his superiors didn't like that. Yeah. And he was he was always just the voice of reason, very calm attitude, and I liked I liked that kind of balance to McNulty's you know craziness sometimes. Lester Freeman. He loved the wiretapping and, and you know, part of... He job. did a lot of a lot the of paperwork, scene. a lot of the financial <laughs> digging A lot of scenes in that show, either, two, either they're in a dark room or van with their hand on the on the earphone of their headphones, <laughs> or like you said, sifting through a mountain of papers. Right. Well, Freeman, was, Freeman, just, Freeman yeah. was always making the connections, but, you know, between the calls and, and different things, like he, uh, yeah, I loved Lester Freeman. Tay Tay. Uh, so it's a tough call. So th- this is where the conflict is. I really, every time Stringer is on <laughs> with screen time, it's fucking like really entertaining. Stringer for me. played by Idris Elba. It, yeah, yeah it was one of the first things Idris Elba did. It's the show that got him the role in Luther, mm-hmm. and then now he's. The most famous dude. Stringer was is way up there for me. I, I found it. I loved it later on in season three when he started taking economics courses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever uh, what's his name was in prison and he was running the show, pretty much can't mention even Idris, took his girl. Can't mention Idris Elba without addressing. I really, I am just super disappointed that he's not going to be Bond. I thought yeah. he would have been a fucking stellar Bond. Would have been cool. Yeah, he was. He's. I mean. Race is so fucking tertiary with that tertiary with that character. It's never the the quote unquote same bond. It's always like a new quote unquote bond. Let him be. Let it, he would have been he's so cool. Anyway, 
Um, and then and Idris Elba it, was Idris only Elba. in thirty-seven episodes. I know, I and it's conflicted. It's conflicted with him with McNulty for McNulty, me. McNulty, yeah, because McNulty stole so many scenes from me. Just ter- terrible person in some ways, and he's out of control <laughs> out in a lot control, of ways. He's yeah. an addict. He's a he's an alcoholic. Like okay, I remember I remember uh, relating him to John Hamm in Mad Men at a certain point because. You see them alcoholics, you know, and then you see them on the rise and, and trying to give it up and, and getting better and everything is going great. But you know, yeah, that things are just going to go way down. Oh. Like at the end of a certain season, you're like, oh man, he's so happy. He's yeah, with these, there with the is. Lady. A, and then the next scene is McNulty's like passed out on the car, <laughs> fucking some girl or something with booze. There is kind of a flawed white male. 30s 40s ar- year old archetype that's in like most of these shows yeah you got uh draper you got like ned stark you got, you got like seven different people in game of thrones you Battlestar, fucking Ad- even though adam is hispanic it's still a lot of boozing uh let me see here the expanse there's some boozing but my final Wire, answer boozing. my final you're fire, right boozing. about that white guys boozing because it's entertaining. Yeah. And a lot of people can relate to alcohol Sopranos, problems. white guys boozing. But Supernatural, Stringer, white guys boozing. Stringer wins. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this right now. All of us picked characters that were not in every episode. Lester was uh, in 59 episodes, which there are 60 total. Uh, so, but yours, he's like in... Uh, Bubs was like in 50-something or 40-something. Stringer was in like 37 episodes, but they made such an impression on us that... Well, because he he didn't... He was in almost every episode for the first three seasons. Yeah. But then, you know, things change. Right. Leadership changes. Yeah. So... But no one one said Omar. No. No. And and I'll tell you this. Bunk. This may not be a popular thing to say. And for fans of The Wire that might be listening, but I think Omar is overrated. Yeah. Honestly. I, not that I... Oh, he's oh, the one that yeah, would... Yeah, he, yeah, he would, No, he's not going to be... He was fine. He was cool. Don't get me wrong, but I never, like, latched on to him or anything like a lot of people did. Uh, My dog it. Okay. After Stringer's gone... The bad guy that kind of rises in his place, Mar- Marlo or Mar, yeah, I oh, I did not gosh. like that guy. Was it? I didn't like that, that guy. Wasn't that brother Marlo? Fuck that guy. That guy's stupid. That guy was dumb. You go from Stringer Bell to that fucking yeah, little Wayne, that guy was little Wayne looking piece that of guy shit. Was I fuck vicious that guy. though. How you go from Idris Elba to that dumb ass? He was like way. Just made me mad. I it's thought like it... you have this this this. Oh no, I'm thinking just, of someone else. He's the worst. No, Marlo, right? That's the name. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of someone else that showed up in that show, though. The guy with the glasses. What was his name? The The guy with the bow tie and the glasses that, that was from, like, New York or something. Oh, he was a kill. He was a hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was just a, a straight-up hitman. That was being used by... Uh, you, okay, so remember we had Proposition, Proposition Joe. He was from the other side of Baltimore. Prop Joe. He was the more reasonable... He was kind of like the more of a diplomatic yeah. head of a criminal organization. <laughs> and oh, and when the guy was spinning out of control, he had to, yeah. And then, yeah, so if I remember right, Marlo was the one that had uh, Snoop yeah. going around 
basically anybody that got in his way, way or was even a slight threat, they would just kill him mm-hmm. immediately and then just hide the bodies inside buildings, abandoned buildings. Yeah. And remember, because they didn't know where all the bodies were. All these people were bodies. missing. And there bodies. Were no bodies. I didn't know I didn't know that. And then McNulty's boss got pissed because then when they found those bodies in the fucking abandoned building, bodies. suddenly they got a shit no more like, bodies Lord, I to remember work sitting on. around the, the precinct and they, the, the, where I got that from. Uh, this old sergeant of mine, uh, Sergeant uh, McGillicuddy, he'd come in there and he'd be <laughs> like, hey, we got a body. And I'd whoop, whoop. Up, came to take me and, my, me and my partner. We'd look at each other and go, "Okay." We'd see him coming. I'd lean over to him on the desk in front of me. I go, "You got a body?" And he comes in there. We got a body, and he'd start laughing. It, oh, it was fun. It was fun. Me, John Doggett. That's how I do. Uh, man, can you imagine me and old Johnny D and uh, McNulty hanging out together, right? Man, that'd be a sight. That'd be a sight. Anyway, <laughs> just thought I'd drop in to show about cops. Thought I'd do. You know, oh, hell yeah. Cop, yeah. it's the title of a show. Got to come in here and be like, hey, John, John how you doing? Hey, you should have been in this show. I they should have. Like, yeah. He really, he really, he could have been. Like, he, been, yeah. he could have been in this show as like, you know, fucking officer stew. should have been in the damn show. It's, it's a shame. Oh, just Robert, a one-off Robert, character Robert Patrick, that goes to the Robert Patrick, dies. Robert Patrick should be in everything. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your dog at Justin? Um, Ziggy. Which one is Ziggy? Ziggy was was Frank's son in the in the Dock Workers episode. Oh, season. wow! Ziggy, God, Ziggy was the worst. He was terrible. He was the worst. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh... <laughs> he got that jacket. He got the coat. He got spent all this money on this coat. He was so just walking around in the coat. And get a nice in his <laughs> in his car is like a Firebird or something. Man, he drove me crazy. Baltimore Ziggy, Ziggy was the worst. Uh, Got to uh, um, keep going, keep going, keep talking about Ziggy because I'm. I don't want to talk about Ziggy. Your mom's, <laughs> but you box. know, Frank was played by the guy. He's a that guy actor, Frank. Bring him who? Frank Sabatka played. Oh, hey, the guy who's in True Blood, wasn't he? Andy Belfort. Yeah, he's, he plays Andy Belfort. Yep. Play, he, that dude's in a bunch of shit. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in a bunch of he's stuff. He's in a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. If you need like a frumpy, bald... His name is Chris, like, Chris Bauer. And what did I see him in recently? He's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine in an episode. Yeah. Um, Tweet. But what was he in recently that I saw? It's coming I out. love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Parks and Rec, he was in an episode. Uh, the Office... He was the he was the guy from Syracuse. Whenever Robert California closed that branch on a drunken like coke filled spree overnight, he came in from Syracuse. He's like, "You take my clients. These are my clients. These are New York clients. The border is these that guy." I have I have my award now. Okay. I was looking for the name to make sure I got it right. All right, Taylor. Who's, All right, who's your John Doggett? <laughs> we got a John Doggett award too. Bodie. Bodie. So Bodie, uh, I was trying to think of the, I couldn't think of his name right away, but I, once I found him, he mm. was the dude that, he was actually around quite a bit. Yeah, he is in a lot of episodes. He, was, he had a full arc like mm-hmm. into like three or four seasons yep. of the show. And um, <laughs> just a terrible, 
He wasn't like the symp- one to sympathize with. He was more like the one I was annoyed with. He's like, yeah, this is cool. He was kind of going to do it by the. He book. was like D'Angelo's second in command. Correct. Yeah, but unlike D'Angelo, we're talking about not Barksdale, but uh, what's his name, D'Angelo. Just right, uh, not Avon, but D'Angelo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, he was a sympathetic Boxdale. drug dealer. Right. But of course, he wasn't doing things right. Right. He was too soft. <laughs> yeah. But he yeah. Was. It didn't last. Yeah. Anyway, we'll stop there on that. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that there was a lot of good like side characters like Weebay. You have all these like yeah. gang guys that you think would be just, uh, you know, nobodies. And um, Dookie. Like Lieutenant Daniels. What a great character. Cedric Daniels, man. The 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 the, the, the boss, right? Right. Tall, Deputy tall, Ops. Tall right. Yeah. Major Daniels. He's in John Wick. Bunk. He plays a really, Bunk. really small part in John Wick. Avon. Really Bunk was fun. The whole show, I enjoyed Bunk. Yeah. Just great. A great uh, former partner of McNulty's from uh, the Homicide Division. Good stuff from him. Mm-hmm. Good actor, too. Uh, you got Rawls. Rawls. You know, McNulty's superior. Yeah. Rolf. He's a, 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 and also a, uh, that, um, guy. Uh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda Perlman. Perlman and Daniels had, you know. Right. A love affair. They had a lot of characters that were just interesting to yeah. watch. There were so develop. many. So many. Yeah. Pre- and, and Carcetti. Presbaluski. I almost said Carcetti as my John Doggett. Yeah. That was the other thing I was thinking. Little finger. <laughs> Hello there, McNulty. He did a perfect. It's me, little finger. He was telling everybody. You got to see it from the ground up. He well, actually well, intended. Well. Originally, I think he actually intended to be that guy that was gonna, that politician that was going to follow through with what he said he was going to do. And then you see him gradually become kind of corrupted and then. Setting his sights higher up in office, and then just—I'm going to sit on the iron. How I'm ma- going to sit on the often, iron throne of Baltimore. How often does that happen? Where a politician's like, "I'm going to be a a representative and represent my district of the U.S. Congress better than anyone else," and then they get to be representative, and they're like, "All they're thinking about is I'm going to become senator." Yeah, and then they become senator, and they're like, "I just want to be president." Do your job. Right. Stop worrying. Get your put your ambition in check. You're fucking one of the five hundred something people yep. in Congress. Do your job. Stop thinking about getting it's like Clay, higher up. Senator, the, nec- the next election starts when the last one ends. Senator Clay, remember Senator Clay? Oh yeah, great represent. Yeah, so, he was a state uh, state uh, lawmaker, I think. Yeah, state senator. State senator. Clayton. Yeah. Representing the area, fairly powerful people, state senators, by the way. The the, the Clay had a, a a very funny scene. Give us some music, better the next next. Uh, so so Clay, I remember this name. one scene where they went into this this bar, this club, right, and 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 Clay had a very like you know politician's uh, tone when he talked. Oh yeah, but someone rubbed him the wrong way. I think is what happened. I can't remember exactly what happened in the scene, but he went like full on. Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I vaguely remember the scene you're talking. I about. think you you even told me you're like you're gonna get to the scene with Clay. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna get to the scene with Clay. Okay, and <laughs> I remember I just I laughed and then I rewinded it and then yep. I watched it again. Very. Clay also had that she. Yeah. She. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. 
I'm giving you a music bed. You asked for it. Oh, it's as we were talking. Oh. A music bed. <laughs> Turned down a little bit even. That's for a... Uh, That's season know. three. But so, yeah, that ties in with the... Season three ties in with what we're talking about with yeah. Clay and how these other characters started to come along. The politicians. Right. Carcetti. A lot of characters in this show. A lot of characters. The mayor. Yeah. Remember, the mayor was wanting to do the right thing. Uh, at some point, remember, he tried to set up a harm reduction area where they could get they would the cops would just monitor right. the drug sales they wouldn't make arrests yeah they would just try to keep it contained mm-hmm. and it was kind of working kind of yeah but they had to shut the whole shit down right. once it was found out yeah. like it was they were like calling it new amsterdam and all the they just wanted to keep the board clear for right. a while right you know they were just like we're just we keep arresting the same people and i think david simmons put that in the show on purpose to show that even though a legal, some sort of legal framework or regulatory framework where we're not arresting everybody for yeah. it all the time, maybe it wouldn't be perfect, right. but at least it would probably be better than all the other seasons of The Wire yeah. where you just see it in all-out <laughs> cops arresting and trying to fight yeah. it, which doesn't work, no. right? It never worked. So uh, I'm looking at an article called 23 Fascinating Facts About The Wire. There we go. Uh, number one, Barack Obama loves it. And even has a favorite character. Apparently, it was one of the few things he and John McCain could agree on during the 2008 presidential election. They both you, fucking love The Wire. You wouldn't think that about John McCain. Yeah. But, but yeah. Anyway, I wonder uh, who Obama's favorite character was. It didn't say? Omar. Omar. Oh, come on, yeah. Obama. God, come on. <laughs> His favorite so character, the gay drug dealer, robbing, criminal code having, Robin Hooding, stick-up boy Omar. It's not an endorsement. He's not my favorite character. He's a fascinating character, Obama said. Okay. Uh, David Simmon received a MacArthur Genius Grant for his work. Uh, it's uh, an award uh, 20 and 40 residents of the United States sh- who show exceptional merit and promise for the continued and enhanced creative work. So he was very, very he was for this. Writer's Room had some major talent, apparently a whole bunch of cool writers. Uh, I'm trying to find something interesting. More critics consider it the best TV. Many critics consider it the best TV show ever. It's apparently on more lists as, like, the best show ever than most stuff. Interesting. Um, uh, yet yeah. the show never, not once, took home an Emmy. That's right. Two and a half men, one nine, and The Wire. <laughs> None. <laughs> That's pathetic. That's really shocking. It's freaking pathetic. Isn't All it? you have to do to, to realize how pointless award shows are, two and a half men... Has no business. Has nine Emmy Awards. How much could an Emmy be worth if, anyway. The Wire was, uh, was by the way, nominated for the two ratings, primetime Emmys. The ratings, Only nominated. The though. ratings ranged from average to awful. Uh, let me see here. The, Considering the quality and scope of the show, it was inevitable that The Wire would go down in the pantheon of all-time great TV shows. The ratings during the show's five-season run weren't necessarily indicative of its quality. The audience topped out at $4 million and hovered below the $1 million mark for much of the final season. Yeah. That's still better than uh, Halt and Catch that's Fire, true. but that's like the low water mark. I mean, yeah. most networks wouldn't keep 300,000 people alive. The show has its roots in a mostly forgotten HBO miniseries called The Corner. Hmm. Interesting. I might have to watch that sometime. The corner. The the David corner. Simon had an idea for the wires. Time out. For the wires' <laughs> sixth season, 
Considering the ratings hole the wire fell into during season five, David Sh- Simon surely knew that, like fighting the drug war, holding out hope for a sixth season would have been an exercise in futility. But the wire had, but the wi- had the wire been given a sixth season, Simon thought the exploding Latino population in Southeast Baltimore would have been the subject. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Simon is still, is still prepared to make another season under one condition. Mm, really? Uh, by the time the wire had another critical and legally justified another season, David Simon's hard at work on another project, the post-Katrina New Orleans show. Trina, yeah, yeah, no one cares I about it. I did not. I, wa- no I, I gave it a show. one episode whirl and was like, well, I won't be watching this. <laughs> Fuck that show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've never even seen it, but. <laughs> they busted out big gun musicians to record the theme song. For all but one season, something about something. Anyway, y'all talk. I'm gonna find better, better. This okay, 20, I was twenty-three gonna, of these things, dude. So the Wire season one, seventy-nine Metacritic score, nine point four user score. Season two, ninety-five. Yep. Season three had a ninety-eight. Season four had a. These are ratings, by the way, yeah. out of ten, not approval ratings out 100 98 for season four and for season five we had an 89 it went down a little bit but still but those middle three seasons were 95 98 98 i mean that's that's a big deal he literally david simon literally had to go and beg for season four to happen like he said that the wire was canceled after season three and the wire was nearly canceled again. I had to grovel, beg, and plead after season four. <laughs> Just give me one more. Despite the difficult journey, he had to fucking beg. Omar is based on a real person. The like, yeah. they say almost down to the, the letter. Like, there was a dude that just stole. Did that, that stole from drug dealers and killed drug dealers. Yeah. Which is fucking kind of cool. Bo- Bubbles is based on a real person, too. Mm-hmm. That's really sad uh the wire so i switched over to rt yep critical consensus season one 86 though it takes its time getting started the wire is worth the wait spinning a connective web of characters and delivering no holds barred commentary on some of america's most unsettling societal problems two an ambitious introduction to a new network of characters allows the wire to expand its focus on societal ills three in the third season the wire's taught unflinching examination of Baltimore expands from the criminal unworld to the top of the political machine for same thing realistically flaws realistically flawed characters and harrowing uncompromising circumstances along with an engrossing storytelling make the wire none of one not none of the one of TV's top dramas what are the of its time what are the numbers though for those hundred percent hundred percent hundred percent and then season five ninety three percent the wire goes out with a suitably resonant bang in its final season, craftily maneuvering venturesome motives and a colorful cast of characters to skillfully understand understated conclusion. Considering you almost gave Carchetti your dog it, you're going to like this. There was almost a spinoff centered around Baltimore politics. <laughs> According to Simon, after the politically charged third season of The Wire, he hatched a plan to create a spinoff series called The Hall. That would follow the rise of Tommy Carchetti and get even more real about the dirty business of Baltimore politics. Hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't have probably. Wa- the Wire was good because it didn't stay long with two one group too right. much. It 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 bounced. It bounced around enough to where you didn't get bored or too, 
you know deep and and they still connected him yeah he can that's part of what makes it i don't think he'll ever do anything that's as good as the wire i could be wrong but i don't i don't think he'll ever do anything as good as it because i think it's a it's not that he's not talented, but, but he's—he had that story to tell. That was his specific story story to tell. To tell. Yeah, and he did it. He's not Vince very Gilligan well. coming up with stuff like out of his creative genius. He right. was like, "Well, I was." Well, they said him and the other sp- sp- guy spearheading the show was like a foreign police officer, and blah, blah, blah. like they had all those they all the jobs that they covered in the wire. They had an inside look, more or less. There were people in charge of the show and writing the show and producing yeah. the show that had an inside track on those jobs right so yeah it, it's just one of those one-off things came together happened to be pooped out and as uh with usual with usual at least classically we've been able to hope with hbo just because something doesn't get massive ratings you they sometimes give stuff a shot like i don't did, is westworld really raking in all the i never it hear might, it like, i never hear people talking about it and i don't like it seems like it's a very expensive television show people it bring looks it, expensive. And people bring it up but sometimes like, sometimes i mean i doubt that game i mean game of thrones probably makes hbo millions of dollars but like there was a pure point in that show where they were rolling the dice going all right here's, the check. here's the check we're writing <laughs> you know like because <laughs> there was a there was you know every season of game of thrones classically has like one or two now like points where it's up effect yeah. and it's like now it's no a no-brainer and i'm probably the, the nine episodes or whatever we're gonna get are gonna be crazy but like the wire was allowed to exist not because of ratings but because hbo gave this they were like this is an important thing please finish it i'm just i you know be, the ratings for the wire weren't very good but after the fact has it gotten a lot more popularity after the fact it has right? oh i guarantee yeah yeah but I after the fact, has. dollar signs aren't... They're not high. there as much. But it but is a driver probably that, for some people subscribing to HBO Go. That was my attempt at a segue. Um, you brought up earlier, there are some potential changes on the horizon for HBO. It might not be an environment that is so friendly to shows that don't... Do well produce, with ratings. Produce eyeballs. Um, apparently, AT and T... The worst fucking company on earth who has sway over who owns the parent company of the parent company, you know, at this point. Who or is trying to. I can't remember. They, they want to make HBO less of a kind of a boutique of good shows and, you know, well, uh, you know, the movies. I, I love HBO. Fuck I love my, I love HBO. And, but uh, the worst representation of capitalism in existence, AT&T. <laughs> Just this big virus that pollutes both the idea of making money and all artistic pursuits. AT and T. Don't worry, Evan. The demon quality won't suffer. Oh, they won't suffer. We just want to put commercials on there. <laughs> make, make the statement, though. You haven't made the statement, though. What is they AT&T want to? Want to they want to. They want to make it a more profitable deal. They want to make it more like Netflix, or you know, make some of the decisions. You they see want it to be a, bigger. They want it to be like Hulu. They want it to have so much content that you can't cancel your subscription. You don't want to like more like they Netflix. Say, they say with HBO Go, the problem they're facing. People get caught up in what they're watching. They're not staying for the movies. You can watch movies anywhere. They come for the shows. They watch three or four shows, maybe even the one show that they, they want to watch, and they cancel it. And then resubscribe when they want to watch more. 
And they're trying to keep people. It's why Netflix is just shooting shows out of their asshole at a machine gun rate. And it's only going to increase over the next couple years because they're just figuring if a quarter of our audience is watching a quarter of these shows, then we got, you know, it, and I don't want HBO to be that. I want to hear about the next HBO. HBO is like, it's for me, it's like following my favorite game company, Bethesda. Where it's like, it's on the horizon. A few years from now, they're going to come out with this. You know, it's like, right now, there's like the, the rumors that they want to do like a, um, the Foundation trilogy. Or they want to do, you know, is HBO going to do a space show? If there was like seven different, you know, like projects all on the horizon, it stops being special. They can't invest the time and the effort and the money. Into each one. Into each one. Like, and like, there are like. Who cares? Just make shit. Just make a lot of stuff. Make a lot of garbage and call it, just put the HBO, but it's HBO. It's <laughs> still not, HBO. It's not Come on. TV. <laughs> it's, but it's like, that's, that's then it, they can't say that anymore. They'll just be like, it is TV. Yeah. It's, it's just TV. It's like everything else. Right now, there's nothing like HBO. No, I, I put AMC up there, but no, it's but not. But it's still it's commercials. Still like, it's, did, I can't watch. Have you, what was the last thing you watched on AMC? That you can't like, like I stream, we stream everything now, but it's like, there are so many fucking commercials on AMC. It I, is I'm wa- staggering. You try watching Walking Dead, not on Amazon. It, you want, or even on DVR. You want to fucking kill yourself. I've never That's seen. That's how a, I'm doing better. I've never right now. seen a fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I can't watch commercials. I can't watch anything live anymore, especially on AMC. AMC fucking it, yay for your great shows but i guess the way they pay for it is every six minutes it's like hey, that toothpaste it's, cars it's very, ah, erection pills very condoms. very other amc driven. shows very ad driven listen i'll watch a preview for a show it's i just can't it's just commercials are just Ugh, little, I can't. I can't have the same nine thing. Hey, here's another gray car that looks just like every car that's come out for the last 25 years. It's gray. It's got four seats. It's it's a car. Like, no <laughs> one fucking cares. Like, it, it, this toothpaste, it's a whiteness toothpaste you've ever seen in the world. Like, what a hollow pursuit now, advertising. Like, to, to AMC's credit. Who gives to, a shit? To AMC's credit, Halt and Catch Fire was only 300,000 people watching it and they kept it alive for one more season to finish mm-hmm. it. Hey, I'd still, I'm just saying fucking wow. Like I, I get, I, I, I think I tried to catch, you know, keep you catching up with walking dead. I mostly watch on Amazon, but yeah. sometimes I would happen to be while it was on. I'm like, Oh, fucking turn it on. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, Rick, 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 hold on, toothpaste. It's just the worst <laughs> thing in the world. I used to think of HBO, the analogy I would use in gaming was Blizzard, but not so much anymore. Not anymore. But it's, it has a feeling of, of quality that's above. Like, I know pretty much that I'm watching Westworld right now, and I, I've heard people say Imagine it, a it, thinks it's, it thinks it's far smarter than it is. You know, I've heard that criticism online, and... Mm. And I've seen the first episode now, which is an hour and something minutes. It's a long episode. That's the only one I've seen so far. And my initial impression is I'm probably going to like this show, but it probably that criticism Super that true. I heard is probably true because I'm already feeling it a little bit. It's a little pretentious. Like, yeah, watched, it's a little pretentious. It's, like, it's kind of like, I watched don't pretend like you're the first ones 
to think of this. Yeah. I mean, Battlestar Galactica did this very artfully. There's a lot of other things that have done, have explored personhood, right. the philosophical issues of it. part of the first episode, but I watched a random, like, this most recent season episode, just because I knew I wouldn't. There's <laughs> blood everywhere. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't get it, because it's such a wacky show. With my parent, my parents are watching it. Yeah. And I, I wa- and I could tell, like, oh, this is artsy. And pretentious, but I'll like it a lot. Yeah. I'm sure when I watch it's my it's one of my break glass in case need of something new to watch. That, but uh, I want you to try to imagine something though. Something like something epic like Westworld or Game of Thrones. Imagine like some of the most imagine like the battle in Game of Thrones, the Battle of the Bastards. Remember how claustrophobic and crazy it felt with John being buried by people and uh, imagine a cut and a commercial. We'll be back after these messages. It's like just we'll watching right John, back. watching John Snow slowly sink under, like not able to, like that was one of the most, if I had to point to a scene in TV that made me feel legitimately un, period, comfortable, period, <laughs> watching John get trampled. get, just with that's, dead, with that's dead. That's where a network show would. Put a cut. Cut to commercial. Cut to commercial right there. And even if it was a commercial. On the next episode H- of Game of Thrones, is John dead or not? We're going to talk about it in the next hour of Cause, you know Game what of Thrones. Talking Game that's of exactly Thrones. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you know that's exactly what AT&T has in mind is Yimmer Yammer shows. Those fucking. A- they already I, do it. To I, lo- on I love. They're going to amp it up. I love the shows you've produced AMC, but. You produce a lot of schlock, too. I can't. I can't. The, the talking everything, talking dead, talking... Hey, hey talking. everybody, welcome to the show, everyone. We got the guests and blah, 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 blah. We're going to talk about the latest episode. Stay with me right after this. <laughs> Keep <laughs> your eyes right here. Keep your eyes right here. There's more commercials. Keep your eyes locked on me. As We're going to have that. He's pointing at you as it goes to commercial. You see beside me on the couch, the character that died, he's right here. We're going to talk to him about it. I know you want to talk. Exactly. Talking dead. I didn't harass my girlfriend like everyone knows how special hbo is with their shows why would you want to fucking ru- i hope the backlash it. was enough that they went we better just leave hbo alone why would you want to ruin that hbo's on honestly when you're looking at cable we've talked about it how cable's gone like when i was a kid cable was wonderful every other channel was something awesome mm-hmm you had, I mean, in every, when if it said History Channel, there was something interesting history based. Discovery had great science shows. Like, MTV was mu- had music and it was just great. And HBO was like the cherry on top of cable. <laughs> There's a reason when you go by an old motel, they're like, microwaves, HBO. beds, air, fucking HBO. <laughs> like, HBO was like, you turned, there was no place else on TV. You just turn on and go, there's a fucking movie on. This, a movie. Was, this was in the theater. Two months ago. Right. Holy fucking shit. HBO's awesome. Like, it was always, they, they programmed movies great. Like, there were whole d- days I would just be like, oh, fucking cool. You Coming up this. next, an HBO feature presentation. And and it'd be some movie, you're like, oh, I'll watch that. Yeah. Well, I'll watch that too. <laughs> Fuck yeah. shit, man. You know, because. Like, it, and then, then when they started to produce TV, it was just like, <clears throat> nothing, nothing. It was the first crest of like, hey, check this out. Because drama, <laughs> when we were younger, drama was either schlocky, like you're talking network, procedural, episodic, usually procedural. Usually, it, you had your law and orders, 
and dun, dun, even dun, before dun, that you dun, had, dun, dun, you had Matlock and you had like action more action Perry Mason and the drama that you had was like was like Dallas and moonlighting it wasn't taken seriously like character development and stuff wasn't it was very soapy yeah all drama equaled soapy right usually yes and then and then and then it might waver to like like heart and heart or something that was more action like Magnum PI that was a little bit more actiony drama. Right. What were they thinking back then? Just MacGyver. easy, easy to make, yeah. easy to no, make. I mean, yeah, easy you know, to make, but they they didn't think that quality people, wasn't people dem- wanted quality television. But they also it wasn't it was like no they one didn't wanted think to bet pe- on it. They yeah. didn't think people would look back. The culture of going back and rewatching something didn't exist then. Right. It's the same reason I, I heard read this story. Like the BBC would just tape over shit. That like there are whole swaths of like Doctor Who that don't exist anywhere. It's right. just gone it's because lost. they were like, well, the tape's more valuable. We'll just like we'll just reuse them, right? And then they they lost all of these like, things because they didn't even think anyone would want to go back and rewatch something. Well, it had already. <laughs> You already watched it, like like the when when people start DVD collections and stuff started happening, and the idea of like going back and taking a show and making it look better because people might want to see it again. It's like it they didn't even think about it. Yeah. And then when they realized, oh, these things can live in perpetuity, like books. I guess we better make quality stuff, <laughs> stuff that if we're not embarrassed to people to look back. You know, the people that made Love Boat are having to walk around and go, oh man. <laughs> I wonder if they look what we unleashed on pop culture. I wonder what they what triggered the executives of the media companies to finally say because it was the money to be made after the fact. But what show made them say it, it will work? Was it Sopranos or what? What made uh, what what knows? triggered like the continuity? They got rid of the episodic stuff and they finally made shows that were connected. You know how we say Twin Peaks was took, way ahead of they its took time. They took a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and stuff that came really X-Files early ahead of the curve. X Files had a little continuity. I think anything uh, in the late eighties, early nineties, like Twin Peaks and X Files, that kind of showed, hey, you can do stories. <laughs> People get really invested in these characters. It's like, like it's like a really long movie. Also, but I better. mean, it's look at like. Better. I guess like the Lord of the Rings. I'm thinking about the, like the Lord of the Rings thing that Amazon's doing and I when they first announced it, I was like yeah I'm Lord of the Rings I'm I like it but I'm not like Lord of the Rings I I like it yeah. but I, it's not I don't but then the more I thought about it and I'm thinking to myself wait a second this could be fucking incredible Amazon they're putting motivated to hundreds of millions of they're dollars they're motivated into. to they've already spent all this money right and this is this is what I want out of that I don't remake the books stop just immediately take the books and go, all right, here's our source material. We're going to set this aside. Just don't, don't, because sometimes when you're re, when you're making something out of something, you get real distracted with like, oh, we got to make it the way they want it and we have to make it what they fit. Just like, like Smallville, like Gotham, like all these shows that paint in the palette of the thing. Right. But kind of tell their own story in their own kind of way. That's what I want. Well, the rumor the is, the like I Star said last Wars. time, the rumor Arguably, is the young young Aragorn or whatever is going to be the. It'll be a prequel. Like it'll Star be Wars. a young a young one. Pre pre buyout, the best most recent Star Wars thing was the Knights of the Old Republic. The story of the Knights of the Old Republic games, like it was one of the most innovative because they literally took a step back and went, let's just 
Make a good game first. In the universe. A good Star Wars game. Let's not get distracted with me- how it ties into this or that. It was literally thousands of years before making the thing. Yeah. That's, that's important. Like, you just take the wonderful color palette that the Lord of the Rings universe provides you. Pick a time, pick a story you want to tell, find a way to tell it with those puzzle pieces, and go to fucking town. And Make, there's more to it than just the books. HBO's I mean, HBO's doing it. HBO's going to come out. They I have. Bet, they have, have uh, three he, new Game of Thrones fucking shows. He has. He had other books, you know, yeah. that were really dry. But they got tons of lore to Punch work with. Punch that shit up, baby. They could do so much. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, that universe has barely been tapped. Barely been. I mean, if you think about it, it's just okay. Yes, he left. They big drug blank out the spot. Hobbit. There was way too much of the Hobbit. Right, that story was your guy. But did you hear about the uh, Topher Grace did it? You know how he did those supercuts of the prequels to be one movie. He did it with the Hobbit. Oh, he took great. all three Hobbit movies and edited it down into like one two-hour movie. Because the Hobbit. How much would you want to watch that? I really wanted the Hobbit to be one movie. I didn't watch one. the third one. Uh, I, t- I got two, so bored. Two I been... lost track. Like if you put a gun to my head and said, "What happens in each movie?" I the only reason I liked two was because I watched it in high frame rate at the IMAX. That was cool. We saw it together. It I was think. amazing. It should have been yeah. one but, movie. Uh, I want to go back to your question, Taylor, because I had a thought about it. You were you were asking what show was it that that kind of changed, created a revolution? Yeah, for what TV. was the catalyst? I don't I, I don't want to go out on limb and say in certain show, but I will say this: I think The Sopranos was the first show that was movie quality that was on TV. I woke up. I, I agree. I don't know if you'll. Yeah, I don't know if you'll agree with that, but I think the Sopranos was. I it, think I think the Sopranos is the first one to where it reached fever pitch and it got networks' attention because people were talking like, "I what's gonna what's gonna happen next on Sopranos?" Yeah. Like a soap opera, right. Tony? But it's not a soap about opera. Your mother, Tony. I mean, it is, but it was Tony. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe the network executives assumed you're so mad. If you make a really <laughs> expensive <Sorry>. drama. <laughs> They'll just—it's just, it's just a soap man. opera. Why would we spend all that money making a drama? People don't want to see that. And then they sp- suddenly saw that network saw that everybody's talking about Sopranos. Yeah, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, I think I think that was where. You listen to fuck me. Fuck you, man. You listen to me, you dirty fuck, you rat <laughs> fuck piece of shit. You listen to me. You ever cross? You you fuck Tony Tony you can't do Tony tell me about your childhood Tony <laughs> My, like when we talk about Sopranos <laughs> listen, there are things I like about the Sopranos a lot like there you know because with me it always breaks down into characters <laughs> the therapist yeah every one of those scenes that is Sopranos full stop for me like just these like stark Tony I want you. <laughs> No, did, was that right? and then as he kind of she gets pulled into his uh, she just uh, like that those two those two <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff his wife too fucking what's her name like Tony you listen to me you sack of shit like like <laughs> don't you fucking talk to me like that I will fire you fucking bitch like I <laughs> what a <laughs> uh, uh, I think the Sopranos is going to come sooner than later, you guys. F- you fuck. You Just. Jesus. There's a lot of great. That's why I'll never drop but I'm, I'm Sopranos scared. below eight. I'm, scared for, so I'm, scared, for, I'm scared for HBO. HBO has been the most. I mean, yes, AMC has delivered recently more consistent 
quality. Quality. And of course, me, our top show, the name C show. And let's not I just, kid there's stuff on HBO that's not that great. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. But but if I pull the list up, yeah. which I'm gonna do. I mean you can there's you, you, shows. you can name off you know, you can name off Game of Thrones, you can name off I, Sopranos the Wire, you can name off Veep. I know Silicon this. Valley, you can name off Curb, but then there's other stuff that kind of fell to the wayside. There's I, I, for me, considering what a TV child I was and have relatively early access to cable when I was a kid, the afternoons I would while away and the mornings I would while away just watching movies yeah. on HBO, one after another. Okay, so... And I don't know if there are many channels other than maybe like USA <laughs> uh, uh, that has glued my ass to the ground. Wasn't the newsroom also on HBO? The Did Ricky Gervais there? show. How many of y'all watched that? Spicy City, 1997. <laughs> the Life and Times of Tim. Mm. That was 2008 to 2012. Interesting. Uh, what about... Uh, these are stuff that's broadcast on their... Uh, Perversion of Science, Tales from the Crypt. I, I kind of like Tales from the Crypt, but I don't Tales know. Tales from the Crypt is legendary. Uh, <laughs> that fucking that show that that and Amazing Stories. I forget what channel Amazing Stories was on. Any of those shows that were like that Twilight Zone style of like, welcome to the gonna to and then they'd have like some actors in just one little vignette. Oh, that was that was. Put that, put that, put that in my fucking veins. When I was a little kid, because Tales from the Crypt, as scary and as adult as it, it was, one of those things that wasn't quite so scary that I couldn't convince my my like my dad, like, can I watch it? I'd watch. You know, it, for me, I, I I was just too. I was the uh, scariest part of Tales from the Crypt was the Crypt Keeper, right? And that's why I wouldn't watch it because the I was vignettes little, weren't that scary. I was a little wimpy boy, and that little creature I got, I, scared me. Pu- I got puppets because I watched like <laughs> I, Dark Crystal yeah. and uh, Labyrinth were two of my favorite fucking movies. You know, like and Gremlins, Gremlins, yeah. Now the Dark Crystal was another level of. Of, I love that. Movie. Keep going, Taylor. I want to hear more of shows. Okay, I want a, a few. Carnival, Carnivali, Deadwood. It's supposed to be good, actually. Yeah, Deadwood. Yeah. Sex in the City. Uh, here and Now. In Treatment. John from Cincinnati. These are all dramas. K Street. Life Stories. Families in Crisis. Luck. Maximum Security. Oz. Oz was popular I back heard, in yeah, the Oz, yeah. Uh, but. Rome, remember Rome? It had a brief stint, two thousand five to two thousand seven. Um, the they left, canceled the leftovers. it. Six feet under. Tell me you love me. Veep, two thousand seven. Six feet under. Didn't you watch that, Evan? Six feet under. I would great. put Veep in great but, show. But Veep is good. Yeah, I'm, I've I'm seen a season there's, there's, of it. There's a ton of great. I mean, HBO's but there's a lot, a lot of, of True Blood, like we said, and in, in, uh last week tonight. It's a great the show. newsroom. Yeah. I would I would chalk up these. Now, don't laugh. I've heard it is a pretty entertaining show. Ballers with Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. is supposed to be really good. And listen, we can shit on True Blood. We all watch the shit out of True Blood. Yep. Oh no 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 no! I'm not. I'm just saying that there's stuff that's not like top tier. Board, Boardwalk right. Empire. You know they're all they're, right. No, but I I do uh, Band of Brothers. That's uh, supposed. To, it's like number East, two East, on East, IMDb yeah. list, right? Eastbound and Down. Uh, which is super funny. Uh, brr, 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 big love, like you said. Flight of the Concords, stupidly funny. So fucking funny. 
ridiculous. I like. I will praise them for having that show. Uh, Tracy Ullman's show, one of Tracy Ullman's shows. I'm sure that was fucking funny. Mr. Show with with Bob Odenkirk and David Arquette the, or David Cross. The Tracy, that one of the funniest skit shows ever made was HBO. The Tracy Ullman show is where The Simpsons was born, right? Well, no, this was another. That was on Fox. The tra- this, this Are you is sure? Two, yeah, this is 2016 and 17. Mm, uh, okay. The Larry Sanders Show. <laughs> if you like Curb, I do like Curb. You'd like you'd like the Larry. Isn't Sanders Bill Maher show. also on HBO, or wasn't he? Yeah, well, Bill, yeah, John real, real time, real time, and last week tonight are right. both still huge. You know, he, Rome, Rome. There's a show. I it's just a birthing like. ground for I need great it, stuff. I gotta somehow. I have to convince y'all to watch. A sh- Curb your enthusiasm. Um, I, I won't watch it, Taylor. I will. I will you don't just, have to convince me. I'm going to watch it. It's, it's just. I realize it's, it's, it's Seinfeld. Yeah. It's I, more Seinfeld. I realize it's not on the list, but we should, I want to add Six Feet Under. It's a great show. I can't recommend Six Feet Under. Well, Seinfeld, I'm going to watch beginning to end as well. I have never done it. So that's another show to I'm going that. to watch. Yeah. Yeah, you should do them back to back. Just <laughs> There's Seinfeld a, and then Curb? The season I'm in of Curb. He does a Seinfeld reunion, mm-hmm. like the idea in his show of a Seinfeld reunion, and they even go back to the old apartment, yeah. and they're all the he gets all the actors back, and of course there's drama behind the scenes, right. which is what the show really is, but it's funny, it's it's good. Curb your enthusiasm is belly laughing goodness and a lot of stuff. I'll now probably, it's a little it's, dark and there's yelling. It's the next. It's there's on my, yelling. It's next. I like I, I'm I, I after Smallville I'm gonna put a little pin in, in the CW marathon I've been on. <laughs> I don't, uh, know if I, we, I don't know if I can go straight into Arrow. We, <laughs> okay, we, we can go back to this broader conversation. I'm going to take us back to the wire for a moment. Uh, Top-rated TV, number six of all time on IMDb. Number six of all time. That's uh, pretty good. It's got a 9.3 out of 10 with IMDb average. And I was going to read a couple things here I thought were interesting. While filming, Andre Royo wrote... Is that how you say it? That's Bubs. That's Bubs. Uh, was once approached by a Baltimore resident who handed him a package of heroin and said he looked like he needed a fix. Royo calls this his street Oscar. Uh, many of the minor characters are played by real-life police officers, politicians, and former criminals. In fact, many of the former criminals who act on the show were previously arrested by the real-life cops who act on the show. Wow. And Snoop was arrested after. Yeah. Yeah, she needs to be. I mean, <laughs> according, uh, no, that's not that interesting. Uh, Stephen King called Snoop perhaps the most terrifying female villain to ever appear in a television wow. series. Uh, Senator, that's high praise, Stephen King. Senator Clay Davis, his catchphrase "she" didn't appear in the script. It was added <laughs> by Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Wow. Uh, Bunk is based on a real life Baltimore detective. Nice. Um, the real bunk also constantly chomped on a cigar. <laughs> uh, oh, I bet there are some fucking salty old fucking policemen that worked in Baltimore. It's like Detroit. Just these cities that are rotting from the inside out. The listen, police. listen to this. Entertainment Weekly included Omar Little in its list of the number 16, uh, 16 ultimate TV antiheroes at position three. So he, they're labeling Omar I, anti-hero. I, yeah, I absolutely see it. I never it, had thought of that it before. Was, it's utter, an utterly unique character. He's not an antagonist. He, he knocked it out he's of the He's not park, a protagonist. But he's also right. a bad dude. Yeah. Like, 
It and he it sometimes it hurting launched, other bad dudes. Right. It launched that dude's career. Yeah. It it's it's I can see that absolutely, and I can see why people love that character because it's just so different. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I remember that in in a community. How, no, and how I met your mother. Oh, oh yeah, Lily, Lily coming. Yeah, Lily's coming. Well, Omar did show up in in an episode of Community. Like they had a couple characters from The Wire, and it. it was a pretty good episode. Keep going, Taylor. Oh, uh, I was just uh, West when West was offered the role. Something with the English accent he was rehearsing made him laugh. But this part's more interesting. Um, he became reluctant because the contract was for five seasons, but his agent convinced him that the show would only last one. <laughs> it ended up lasting five seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't necess- he didn't even necessarily want to be there. Um, Avon Barksdale is loosely based on Melvin Williams. He was a drug kingpin in Baltimore. Um, they cons- Okay, that was already the Latinos in Baltimore season six. Yeah. Evan mentioned that. Uh, I would have liked to have seen that. He said he's still, he's still open to the idea. Yeah. You never know. In this era of bringing shit back. Reboots, yeah. According to Sonia Song, the one that played... Greg's. During the first season, she had much trouble remembering her lines because numerous delays. She says it was due to childhood trauma of growing up in a ghetto and witnessing police brutality. Wow. Because of this, she was uncomfortable in the neighborhood while filming took place and had issues with portraying a police officer. Mm-hmm. So, a Stringer Bell. Stringer's name is a composite of two real Baltimore drug lords, Stringer Reed and Roland Bell. His story bears many similarities to the life of Kenneth A. Jackson, specifically his crossover from the illegal trade to the legitimate business ownership and political contributions. Anyway, yeah, I and that was the show's link between a lot of the street stuff and the you know the very cleverly done show in that respect. Well researched show. It was well done. Was, and I think yeah, I think with the. When I think of cop shows, I am normally not real enthused. But, it, but it's a crime uh, show. Or, or crime shows. Yeah. But think, I'm okay. I take that back. I can't say that about crime shows. I'm. I. I mean, but I just one, Better Call Saul is a crime show. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. it's kind of a lawyer show. It's too. a lawyer. It's, it's a lawyer show. It's in between. You. I mean, the, you see the drug and it's, side, and it's sort of. You see the crime side of the show. Yeah, he, it's Saul a different. It's like kinda, a white collar type of crime, it's like lawyer of, crime. It has a weird kind but of. I'm talking about the, the Salamancas. It has and, the other side too, yeah. but not as much as Breaking Bad. No. Not even close. I think the way Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are both shot very uniquely and paced very uniquely, especially Better Call Saul. A little artsy fartsy. It's just a little. You can kind of hide in that a little bit. It's because there's not as much darkness and insanity in Better Call Saul. I, I like Better Call Saul better. Better Call Saul is a lot I, more I really weird. think I like, like it's a it better weird than show. Breaking Bad. I think I'm going to put it up higher than Breaking Bad. Because it just, it hasn't fallen off. And it's, Vince is just being his weird self. What is your favorite thing about uh, The Wire, Evan? The socio-political stuff, it shines very crystal clear light on. That it's like, I I, I, I like when entertainment can get people to because i feel like the drug war and it's something i'm real politically very focused on because it it just seems like something that could be so fixed and and so and 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 any the the fruitlessness of 
of policing drugs to death. It just doesn't work. And this show shows it doesn't work. Address, you know, it addresses the issues. It addresses the issues really well. And, like, if you just watch the show from beginning to end, I feel like you can't deny, like, oh, yeah, the world on drugs is stupid, and it's fueled by this and that. They yeah. showed us. And, and, it, and it... So... You know, and, like, politicians' influence on the media. That's another thing the show kind of deals with. And how... You know the manipulation of reporters, and and I don't know. I, I like I dig I dig a lot of that, but uh, you know, like our spreadsheet is not just like the subject. This it's very like we keep saying it's very objective, and it's not just this show is good and this one's less good. It's there's a lot of other stuff in it, and I yeah. think that I that really nail it on the head. But I'm like, it's only so much. It's a very emotional. There's only so much stark reality I want in my entertainment. Yeah, my reconsumable entertainment especially i will watch a great show that's about some heavy dark ass shit but i don't like the leftovers like not, the leftovers there you go it's not it's sometimes <laughs> sometimes the show is so good it pushes me through the darkness yeah. sometimes the show lags and i don't finish it yeah the leftovers is very good but it is depressing. I can't. You know I'm another show. I'm gonna you know fire another, it up because it depresses. You know me. another show that is that is brilliant, and I'm going to finish. But it's a little hard because it's kind of dark. Mr. Robot. Yeah, it's. Re- you look at the reviews for that show. Listen so, uh, to our USA episode, and that. But you, but Mr. Robot's weird. It's I, other, I know, but I. We the bold Taylor. I can't, I can't like, do it's it right like now. the reason I think you would have you would have it's the 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 main character has the, the a lot of anxiety and mental. It's a lot very heady show. Men, you literally, I have heady, anxiety and a mental mental, <laughs> mental show. I have trouble with it. Like watching this poor kid have breakdown after breakdown after breakdown and like losing his mind. And I'm just like. I don't know if I want to see. I, that doesn't sound like, very appealing. It's great. It's fucking great. Like it's. I would say tone wise, it's a lot like Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. Like I said, if you wanted a spiritual successor to the to the story Halt and Catch Fire was telling, yeah, Mister Robot is that. It's it's taking this the thing that the Halt and Catch Fire birthed. You know, the internet and computers and home computing, and it just shows the abuse and the 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 the, the, the scope of the what we're fighting, especially now. With Russian hackers and Twitter bots and fucking Cambridge Analytica and fucking just computer, you know, people's lack of understanding of how the internet and computers work, yeah. ruining the world. <laughs> so it's it's a very topical. Again, maybe that's why I'm having trouble with it. Like it's it's crazy because I you see what I have it like I have it r- relatively high. It's mm-hmm. just I'm 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 having trouble getting back into the next season because it's just like oh god. Because it's that like sounds it's terrible. Too, it's too like similar. It's too similar to the news where you're hearing about like. Yeah, I don't have time. I'm too fatigued out. Already. That, that's that's exactly when I watch the wire. the The drug war is something that I that bothers me so much. I'm watching that show going. Uh, uh, and 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 I want to escape more. Like I will watch a good thing, but if it and it, I it, I think that's a fair point to expand on and say that maybe how. We get fatigued with stuff. It's the same reason why a lot of people that are more don't want to sen- watch it at all are more sensitive to pol- to violence yeah. or violent or misogyny or whatever on TV. Why they get upset and they don't want to watch it, even though they acknowledge it's a great show. Yeah. Sound like snowflakes to me, right? Yeah. Okay, um, I want to. I want to know, Taylor. What's your favorite thing about The Wire? 
My favorite thing was probably the drug. It seemed like all of the sorry. seemed like all the previous crime shows with mm. police nearly always made them out to be saints yeah. almost. Um, and if they weren't saints, then they were completely evil. But the wire didn't it it walked that balance to where they're people, right? They're people, and that's what they are in real life. And so I thought my favorite thing about the wire is they finally portrayed law enforcement. In my view, maybe police officers feel it's unfair that they showed some of the brutality stuff, but it that happens. happens. That really happens. And, and up until that point in television, no show had really done that good of a job of I, exploring cops as people, right. making mistakes. And they humanize police. They humanize drug dealers to where you can understand how they got caught up in the culture. And they showed how institutions caused all of it, bad institutions, whether it be the school, the, the police inner hi- city police po- hierarchy, right? All of it. Just how can I? There's no other show that's done it like that good, yeah, ever, and it's never been connected that well. And I just props to them for the making all of that bubble to the surface. Yeah. I don't know. Justin, go ahead. Um, Favorite thing about the war? Just the characters. Like all the characters in general, like because there there would be a time where you could hate a character, and then the next episode you're like, man, I love this guy. Like <laughs> like the cops, the 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 drug dealers, the the dock workers, the politicians. There was you know there's there's good moments and bad moments for almost every character where you can be like, okay, I I, I understand you, I can relate to you. I don't. I just loved all the characters. Bring up the spreadsheet and organize it by my column. Here we go. It's time for the season five theme. Oh, what is my least favorite thing about the wire? Let's do it. When you walk through the my least favorite thing about the wire would probably be. God, I hate to almost agree with Evan, but there is. You know, by the time you get to season three and you see that kid get shot in the bathtub and, you know, right before the music starts and you're just like, ah, man, <laughs> you know, like, damn, this really fucking sucks. The drug war is awful. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said that I can easily see a lot of people not being able to handle the wire. I mean, I handled it really well, but I mean, I could... If, especially if you came from the inner city, you definitely wouldn't want to be watching it. How many if, times have you watched it? I've seen it all the way through twice. Yeah. Oh. And I've seen, like, one time I was watching an ep- I just put it on when it first got on the HBO Go. Right. And I just got hooked right away, and I watched the first season, and then I said, stop! Because... <laughs> I, it was taking over. I had another agenda for television <laughs> yeah. watching, and the wire was about to cut in, and right. I was going to have to watch the whole thing, and I stopped. <laughs> I remember that. So I've seen season one, you know, mo- more than the other seasons. Yeah. I think I've seen it like four times because right. <laughs> I've stopped myself, yeah. and I'm like, stop it. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, least favorite thing would be that fatiguing element. It's very dark. Um, it's really real. But it's not enough of a thing for it not to be rewatchable for me. I easily, if Stephanie came up to me on Friday and said, hey, I I really want to watch The Wire, I'd be like, let's, do let's it. go. <laughs> like, there would be no hesitation. Like, I would instantly <laughs> say, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. All right, Evan. 
You've been looking at it for about two minutes here. Oh, is this is uh, our rating change? Does anyone else want to say their least favorite thing about the Justin? I you, wouldn't know what to say. You've already uh, said uh, quite a bit about what you don't like, but Justin, since you praised it more like I did, do you have any? I, can't, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything, of anything I don't like about it. Wow. That's a testament. That's pretty good. It's. I mean, it's a really good show. Okay, fair enough. All right, Evan, uh, your rating is an 8.67 out of 10. Um, I know that at one point it was in the nines and you dropped it because you felt it just didn't belong up there with the other tier. And you've expanded and told us why. And other things have pushed it down as well. Which is very legitimate. What Evan said makes perfect. He's yeah. finally explained it to us. Right. Like what it is. And yeah. I get it now. So if you what do you want to change your rating? 8.8. So Evan's moving it up. Uh, this could put it above. Interestingly enough, Evan has so many shows rated that just that slight move from an 8.67 to 8.8 bumps it like six ranks. Yeah, it does. I, I, love, I love how you're doing kind of sports commentary <laughs> on this rating change. Now what we got here in the sunny afternoon, he's, uh, what he's going to do, he's going to raise it just a little bit, it, but it's going to make a big jump to th- those little changes with a, with, a, with, a, with a review of this experience, with this broad of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a breadth. Of of shows, you know, just that little tiny little 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 tiny little movement, little tiny thing, and it changes everything. This bumps Star Trek original out of Evan's top ten. It is now his number nine show, above Halt and Catch Fire, brutal, and Supernatural. <laughs> I just talking about it made me remember some stuff, and it became. I, I just yeah. Credit where credits due, Credit so to where speak. Credits due. Yeah. It. Even if you don't like the sh- w- like watching this show, you have after you've seen it, you still have to be like, yeah, yeah. that that's <laughs> still an important, awesome show. No matter, yeah, yep. Um, okay, it's all you, Taylor. I have my rating at a nine point three out of ten, and um, if I dropped it, it'd have to go below *Halt to Catch Fire* and *Stranger Things*. That's sorted by me, right? Yep. And that's not going to happen. Are you going to change your Viking rating at all? And then, (laughs) hold on, and then if I raised it... Yeah, no, it's staying right where it's at. It's perfect. It's fourth place. uh, And... Now, hold on. I could lower it, and it would still retain the rank. Right. You just open up a little bit of room for something else to to maybe fit in there. No, I'm staying. Okay, Okay, I'm done. Sorry. It, it, I like it there. Justin, your rating is a 9.2. What do you want to do? I'm going to change it. Holy shit. Justin has Jesus. just... Wow. Holy shit. It just jumps up above all and catch fire. Yeah. I made it, I changed it from a 9.2 to a 9.4. So it, it's now also my number four show. Above all to catch fire. And I give it that change over Halt and Catch Fire because there's more of it. Well, more of a goodness, right? I mean, well, I mean, just because there's more of something. There's more. There's more content in the wire, like episodic, why episode wise. There's more episodes, right? There are, but right. there's there's just more in the wire. Now that I, that we've talked about it and gone through a lot of this. Oh yeah, there's, like, there's a lot. There's a lot more in the wire than there is in Halt and Catch Fire. Not to say Halt and Catch Fire doesn't have a lot in it. 
Look, I think most of our audience is saying, why do these guys like Halt and Catch Fire so much? It's a little niche show nobody's even heard of. They're talking about it in the same breath as The Wire. Because it is. Because it's a good show and nobody watched it, and that's not our fault. Go watch it. You'll know what we're talking about. You know, every time you would see Mad Men or Breaking Bad or um, Walking Dead on... When Halt and Catch Fire was premiering, they would always have ads for it. And I don't know how more people didn't watch it. It Was it the name? It could have been the name. I think the name was terrible. If I would have... I don't if see I would that have why just, you would think that's... It's no more goofy than any... It's a lot of other shows. I I think it was just the subject matter. Maybe. I just I just think that it wasn't interesting to people. On the next episode of Halt and Catch Fire... I mean, we're... We're, us three are... Com- or would you call it... Computer time! Us three are... are com- <laughs> computer friends! We, we are computer people. So this show definitely relates to us. You know, it, it goes back to where this... Or what we do. Cyber time. Call it network. <laughs> Just network. You, like the, the movie about Facebook? <laughs> social social network. network. I don't know what you call it. You Give me a room of like 10 people with in creative people and I think I could come up with something better. The prototype. Halting Catch Fire has a specific meaning in the computer world. Yeah. So so nerds instantly knew what it was. Like hardcore nerds. I didn't even know what it was I until I was, looked it up. But I saw the previews for it. I saw the premise of but it. But you know the and I was like the previews I have to watch the were show. the previews were not super super whoa hello 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 it's it's it, we still hear you. It's just on your end. It's here. Then when you think about it, the, Hi, yeah. the wire's uh, not that good of a title either. The wire, yeah, that's not a good title, and it didn't I, do well either. I did think it, it was. <laughs> I think as much as Halt and Catch Fire was, was, was promoted, uh, you all they would just show the title card and then him and her standing next to each other, looking at like a circuit board. <laughs> They didn't. They did. They, it was not advertised as much as it was advertised. It was not advertised super, super well. Yeah, the I remember efficacy. specifically those. They were the most vague pr- promos for that fucking show, ever, ever. It would just be them like, like crossing their arms and like looking with like computery something like light on their face, and then that's that's it. And you're going, what, what the fuck, what the fuck that? was that? Like it's it, it was also being. Advertised around the same time that uh, the Steve Jobs movie came out, the first one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it got mixed the, up in that. The internship it with, got way with mixed Vince up. Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Silicon Valley was just coming out as well. There was a lot of computer shows. So it was a lot. There was a lot of technology media, like movies. And I think TV the Steve Jobs, those two Steve Jobs movies that came out virtually around the same time, because there was a show about kind of that. Yeah, but it wasn't them. It was right. a fan. I, I think that it all got confluenced in people's brain, and yeah. and it just, I think it just, just blew, which stinks. But that's just the way things go. They released the show at the wrong time. But still, I think that's all. It, I think that's all. It, I, that's exactly what good call, Justin. That's exactly what you chalk it up to, because people they don't. They barely pay. They give you a quarter of their attention, and if the thing you're showing is too similar to something else that's out there right now, it's just going to get swallowed. I just remember watching, like, seeing all that stuff come out that that related directly I, to what I do, and I was like, "What movie? Oh, do you, I what, wanna, I want to watch it all." What movie do you remember more, Armageddon or Deep Impact? <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon, or uh, what is it, Volcano and? Uh, what yeah, was, what there was, was the other one? one? There was another volcano movie, but it, the the most stark one of those was like, yeah, 
you know, just one was right. bigger and flashier and had bigger stars, and the other one was arguably a better movie. Yeah. Deep Impact was arguably a better movie than, I mean, as far as like a film and Armageddon was this big, silly movie, right. you know, Deep Impact was a fairly realist, trying to be a little yeah. bit more realistic. It got just forgotten. Pierce Brosnan. So you, you had all these, you had, f- what's his name from that 70s show being Steve Jobs, and you had somebody else playing Steve Jobs, and you, like you said, you had the funny HBO show, and, and I never, you had. And it just got, I don't Hall Catch Fire just got swallowed up. I didn't watch the Ashton, Ashton Kutcher Steve Jobs. Movie. I don't give a fuck about Steve Jobs. <laughs> well, like I said, I watched it for the technology aspect of it. You know, the, the, any movie about Steve Jobs is in Apple is or any movie about anything about Steve Jobs is about marketing, not technology. But inter- ah, but hey, Halt and Catch hey, Fire, it's it's weird how the reviews, the viewership went down. Because to me, it was it should have been going up. Yeah. But it I don't even understand th- that. I don't either. It might have been too slow for people. It, it's very slow. Yeah. Listen to this. Despite the critical claim, The Wire received poor ratings, which he attributed to the complexity of the plot, a poor time slot, heavy use of slang, particularly among the gangster characters, and a predominantly black cast. Critics felt the show was testing the attention span of the, its audience. Don't you hate and that, that that's it, a thing? I that, just hate that that's a thing. And that it was mistimed in the wake of the launch of the successful crime drama The Shield on FX. <laughs> However... So it's the same thing. It's a show that got kind of lumped in with something yeah. that it had no business being lumped in with. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's The Shield, but slower and bore- more boring. <laughs> What was With the, the what was the viewership for The Wire? I'm curious. I want to know. I bet it's about the same. But it's well, like, he, like we're talking about ratings and stuff. But I want to know the viewership. The viewership. The actual amount of people that watched the show while it was on. <clears throat> if no. it was less than Halt and Catch Fire, I don't no. even think they want to produce those numbers. <laughs> numbers? <laughs> Let me look. I, I, it should be here. I don't know why it's not here. But, I, there's just something to be said for these institutions that'll make stuff just to make. Like there are certain question, things that need one. to just be made. For the sake of stuff being made. Like HBO, if you were talking cold-blooded capitalism, HBO would have canceled The Wire after the first or second season. But they didn't. Mm -hmm. Because they knew it was something special that needed to be finished. Yeah. This can be a lot of, and I, 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 any, any institution like AT&T, any of these big, that buy these (laughs) smaller (laughs) brands and they try and suck what's special away from them and it doesn't make any sense it's like it's it is what it is because it is what it is if you try and come in and make it something that it's not then it's dead and it's not special yeah and it's just another thing it's like i'm trying to think of of, like we talk about most of cable i used to tune into the discovery channel all the time i remember i watched discovery channel uh, and that was even like even when it started to devolve into just a myth, like, yeah, a, a constant myth bus, constant MythBusters right. marathon. But I, when I was a kid, yeah, when I was in my room in my parents' house, my pampered little ass with my cable hookup, <laughs> I watched. I loved just the breadth of stuff. There was always something mm-hmm. on. I had less channels than I do now, but there was always something on because you had. These channels that were dedicated to giving each channel was this special thing, and now none, none of it's special. None of it's and special. the one channel, because you know what's not special? AT and T. 
companies like AT&T, <laughs> these big bloated things that, that make money despite themselves, that break all the rules of, of capitalism, says, well, if you don't produce a good product, you're not going to be in business. Well, that's not, obviously not fucking true, because at and awful, and they make more money than God. So, and now they, they want to buy everything. The second a company who has a purpose starts wanting to buy some shit that has nothing to do with what their company's about, yeah. fuck that shit. Oh, we're a phone company and data company. We're going to buy a satellite company. But you're only vaguely, don't, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, there should be some government official that goes, no. No, go be a phone company, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like. All right, I, I want to get too political. Go, Taylor. What's the viewership? You were laughing. <laughs> I laughed because FX, don't ruin H- F- FX tried to rerun some episodes of The Wire and it was only attracting like 38,000 viewers. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll be honest with you. Oddly enough, I'm having a lot of trouble finding uh, figures for each season. I did find a figure in the middle of the show. It was 1.2 million and then it dropped this article was about how it dropped 300,000 people wow. and went into the 800,000 viewership. It suffered in, so, when it got into season three and four. So like it, or it, it did what, you know. It was only drawing, I'm guessing, maybe its peak was like a million and a half people yeah. and then it dropped into the 100,000. The subject matter period. change into the last two seasons, that's when it killed the show. Because people, I don't know, I just, I, I could, I'm watching, having watched the show, I could feel it just. Like, the first half of the show was one feeling, and the second half was just a different... Well, I could also see how people could get really jarred by the change of, of theme. The serious season. Ch- by the, la- the last season, season, the last season was such a change. And Halt and, f- Halt and Catch Fire was very jarring, too, if you think about it. Well, season the time, at least it was the, the same jumps, characters. The time jumps that they did, though, and how... But the wire wasn't even like person. the same group of people. Like by yeah. the l- end of that show, when you compare it to the first, at least when you look at the end of Halt and Catch Fire or the end of Mad Men, you're dealing with the same group of people you're dealing with at the beginning. With the wire, it's not necessarily that. That's not some of them. Are, the case. Some of them. Are some, the same, but, but very but, few. But they're yeah. in smaller parts, and by the end, it's a com- like when you're looking at like these long, like uh, shots, like in the newsroom. You're like, there's part where points where you're going fuck show am i watching what am i watching now what happened where is everyone like who is this person why is is this still the wire i'm gonna watch it again like i don't know when but i'm going to watch it again i'm watching smallville and it's great (laughs) it's dumb i think but it's great i think the wire has uh plenty of recognition now um, I think before it was on this, we can't say anymore, oh, it doesn't get enough praise or and it gets plenty of praise. Yeah. If anybody wants to watch it. It's still the meme. It's like when people talk about pretentious people to watch TV. Hello. They, they, <laughs> they don't, you know, they, they'd say, oh, you haven't watched. You haven't the watched Wire the is wire. still that, that show. Yeah. Like when people make that joke about that meme about like, you haven't watched. It's uh, The Wire. They say The Wire because The Wire is a very. It's you know. very pretentious, and it's it's. Uh, but it, I mean, it's really good. But still, it's yeah. No, the people that watch it are pretentious, not necessarily. <laughs> no, no, right. The show's not actually that. It's very realistic. The people that watch it are, right. i.e., us. Hi. <laughs> Hello. We're we have strong club. opinions about you. The need to watch the wire because you haven't watched Bad Bed. Gag. The Wire for us is now our number four show overall, 
It's not a consensus. Nope. Johnny D was even here for this uh, wire. I don't know. McNulty and I, you know, we're good buddies. Uh, me and I McNulty, mean, we go out there and, uh, you know, McNulty's seen plenty of bodies, right? He's I'll seen you, plenty yeah. of action. A lot of bodies. A lot of bodies on uh, the wire in Baltimore. <laughs> a lot like New York, where I'm from. Me, John, John Doggett. Yeah, you're a New York cop. New York cop. A little different in Baltimore, John. <laughs> mean Streets of Baltimore. Fall cry from the uh, the saccharine hallway set of Federal Bureau of Investigation. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, uh, I could fit right in there uh, investigating them drug dealers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. That's fun. That's fine. Yeah. Take him out. Scully! <laughs> Scully! So the wire is only beat by Game of Thrones on HBO for us. Mad Men. Yeah. No, Mad Men's not on no, HBO. No, no, I'm talking about HBO. Oh, on HBO, so. yeah. Just Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I swear to God, if you... Uh, what? If you, I remember one time you were talking about, well, maybe Game of Thrones will be lowered. Maybe it'll be... I'm like, man... I didn't forget about that season of Dorne, and I haven't forgotten about the way they've twisted Jamie's character, so... It's, it's, it's one thing that, that no medium can do, even TV... Movies, you can. You can they can't. No, man, John, we're I think keep... John left. John, okay. like, Johnny, uh, Johnny, come on back, buddy. <laughs> it's one. It's one thing that TV or movies can't do is fit everything from a book. Yeah, there's no it. fucking way. Somebody should try. Yeah, I think. No, I, you know, I, I say it over and over again. If J.K. Rowling or someone were to make a Harry Potter TV series that went. By the book, all the way through, I would watch it all. Here, here's here's what I want to happen. You want to talk about like wrapping up Jamie's character because obviously he's headed north. He's going to go join the heroes. This is what okay, I want. We can't get this, too deep, by the way. I'm just I'm letting you know right now. Make, I'm just, real quick, this okay. is what I want. I want there to be a scene in the last season of Game of Thrones where where the three eyed Raven Brandon Stark is sitting in his wheelchair, being creepy, and and Jamie's made it to Winterfell. He hasn't been murdered by Arya. There's probably going to be a real tense thing. But I want him, a brand, brand to be sitting there and him being the three-eyed raven looks at Jamie, you know, like maybe Jamie like apologizes for pushing him out of the way. You know, real awkward moment. I want Jamie, I want Brand to look at Jamie because what, what, what is Jamie's hero moment when he killed the Mad King? No one knows. He saved, I want Brand to look at him and be like, you saved millions of people. I saw that. You're a hero. I want the kid that got pushed out the window to look at the guy that pushed him out the window and go, well, I can see everything. I know you're a hero. You saved millions of people yeah. from death, and you've been persecuted for it. That sucks. Because truly, he, he's the, he, is, he has saved more people in that world yeah. than arguably anyone. Mm -hmm. Anybody. The most dedicated knight, not dedicated to the king, but dedicated to people. He saved everything. Everybody. I wouldn't say millions because well, I. Don't they they I, say that King's Landing has like a million people living. There. I mean, okay, not millions, a million. It, like they say, like a million people. Do they? Yeah, it, yeah. I've read. It, no, it doesn't do. feel that big. No, they do. They say like a million people live there. Probably in the books, yeah. but the show only can go scale so much. Right. You know? it, it's it's the it, largest. It feels like a small world. In, in, in the show, especially, I think, I think that's what they say. Especially like, in the most recent season, because of the time. They, like, I think, I think you're right, Evan. I think. Oh, you, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably right. Anyway, 
Anyway, I'm just saying he's not completely ruined. No. I think I think that the I didn't say he's completely ruined. We're talking about a 9.6 that I have, and you would get mad if I lowered it to like a 9.5. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they don't, if they did something awful the last season, I might lower it like 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2. I think. I do you trust that they're gonna finish it strong though? Like, not in. I do. I, I trust they're gonna. Finish it'll be it so strong, strong, but but since they're condensing the episodes, I think it's fair to say they're gonna. But they're gonna look skirt on so details. Because that last yeah, season, I cut it. I cut it a lot of leeway, man. Save on details. Save the I, details for the fucking book. I Give us a good ass TV show. I cut a lot of slack for it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> we can dive into it later. But yeah, we will. The Wire, guys. Um, one of the best TV shows ever made. We're pretentious. Get over it. Yeah. Uh, we understand why some people won't watch it, but give it a shot. Give it a shot. It's a great show. Show me, me don't know. Time out. I don't know, guys. I think it's ah. Sorry. I was trying to think. I, I, I'm like, the, how hard it is to think of another tune while a tune's playing. I'm trying to think of the of the True Blood theme to weave them together, and I'm like, how does that just, how does that theme go again? Because I have the other. Wanna do Anyway, that would have been funny. Yeah. My brain doesn't work that well. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. This isn't on you, McNulty. <laughs> Fuck. Michael Scott. Guys, the pressure. Forwards over there to Holly. They're broken up. It's over. It's been over, in fact, for three years. And Michael is depressed. He shows back up at the office one day. Out of the blue. Everyone's working. A lot of the people are gone. There might be a few people left. Like, at this point, like, Andy's the boss. Or maybe, I don't know, Jim and Pam are gone. No, Andy, oh yeah, the, Andy doesn't even work there anymore. Everyone's he, gone. Every, Cornell. There's a few people that are there. You've got just a maybe few like bit, Stanley's And Michael there just kind of walks back in. No, Stanley's no, gone he too didn't. He end. didn't. Dwight. He, Dwight was running the show. He yeah. didn't Dwight's split with Holly. Holly died. 
Damn. Holly's brutal. parents die, and then she gets real depressed. It's a suicide. It breaks Michael. She, she, she drives her car off a bridge with the kids in the back seat. And Michael <laughs> shows up at this <laughs> office that's not even his home anymore. And Dwight comes out of his office. He's like, Michael? Michael. And Michael's eyes are all puffy, and he's all <laughs> he's just in like a white stained t-shirt, really opened his suit shirt open a little bit. It no, shows, doesn't have his coat. It shows a single tear kind of rolling down his cheek, and then it does a flashback real quick like, of, of Holly like just crying, <laughs> her kid screaming in the backseat. Yeah, it's like a and slow then, mo. And, and and on that it zooms in on that tear. It's all still filmed like The Office, right? It zooms in on that tear a little bit, and Michael kind of looks at the camera, and then it cuts right to the the classic opening. And then the last note, and he's like fades slowly back into the exact same scene, back onto him crying. He's like Dwight, you're my friend, right? Are you my friend, Dwight? Do you like me? Is everything gonna be okay? And then I need I need a job. And then it it does incorporate no, more flashbacks. What's her so. name? The redhead uh, the, uh, that plays Kimmy Schmidt walks up behind him. Michael. Is that? And she like she puts her hand on his shoulder and he just nah! and just like <laughs> grabs her and pushes her down and and the whole office freaks out and try to help her up and he just sort of like oh no does a fl- oh, and he runs away runs no, out the door and it shows his face as he's running and then it it goes flashes back again and he's and a therapist is saying and how did that make you feel when that happened. Felt. Cut to later in the day. <laughs> Cut to later in the day. He walks back into the office with a gun. No, a <laughs> bomb strapped to his chest. But he doesn't hook it up correctly. And the moment he sets it off, it doesn't go off. And he just collapses on the ground and starts crying. <laughs> this show's very. It's very. It's Michael like, it's like later in the day, and like Dwight's called Jim, and Jim's come from wherever they live now, and he's just like, "Hey, hey, buddy." No, hey, no, no, Michael. Here's where they reveal something. Pam's no longer with Jim. She got with the boom guy. <laughs> Brian? Yeah, she's with guy. Brian. Oh, and right. you figure that out. The, one of the next scenes is when they jump to Jim, and he's still he's working in court, sort of a corporate environment in Austin, Texas, or Ath- whatever. Athlete. And, uh, and they then, both show up because and then Michael's gets, freaking out. It shows his cell phone, and it says Pam. And you're thinking, ah, oh, it's going to be. An, and then she's like, I thought I told you that it's your weekend for the kids. And it's like a real dark, like <laughs> Pam's like, I told you. This is the last straw, Jim. Like we told you me and what's his name? again? Oh, Brian. Oh, me and oh, Brian talked subplot. about it and we deserve more time with the kids. And Jim's like, damn it, Pam, you know, I'm busy. <laughs> no, I know who <laughs> Dwight. Dwight is back as a salesman. Ryan is the boss. And he's a cokehead. And Ryan <laughs> is out of control. <laughs> Ryan abuses Kelly. It's awful. <laughs> Like um uh let me see what uh, what was it what did I just have on the tip of my tongue Creed it shows more of Creed's life outside of the office and it's really really, really bad sad yeah really sad not and bad. scary he's no. not a scary man he's just a sad just shows him like like in real life Creed Bratton the man the actor whose name is Creed Bratton is a folk singer ha- folks on that and show him like going and p- trying to play like a show just and nobody no, nobody shows up. And, and, and the just, two people that are there just boom ugh, and walk boom, off. Ugh, like, what the hell this is this? This guy's awful. This ugh. is terrible. And it just shows him just sad. And it shows him, like, tossing his guitar into a into a ditch. What about Dwight and Angela? Is Angela just on the farm? Dwight and Angela's kid has a bad mental handicap. 
and Dwight can't stand it. Oh, he's so like, he's distant from the kid and so mean. So Philip turned into like Moe's. He's kind yeah, of- he's just like Moe's. Lives under the porch. He's like on the spectrum. They don't know how to handle him. Dwight just hates it because uh, he doesn't have a relationship with him. And, and that causes him and Angela to, to hate each other. They're married, but it's loveless. Just... <laughs> As nasty as she was through most of the show, just stuffy and broken and they don't communicate and the kid just screams and runs under the porch. And, and, and like, if you wanted to flash forward, it would be the perfect basis for like a, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre style fucking, you know, Dwight and Angela's kid becomes a serial killer. Like, uh, Todd, Todd Packer. You got Todd Packer coming in prison, back in. In prison for... He comes in, rapes someone in the office, <laughs> and so is jealous. immediately arrested and sent to prison. No, <laughs> Stanley. Stanley. In a drunk stoop. Like, they just... He wakes up, and Stanley's like... pat, Like, he, he oh, forcibly... Let's, let's talk about Stanley. He went... He retired at the end of the show, but he just, like... Blew no, all his no, money. Nothing and changed. had to come back to the office. No, nothing changes for Stanley. He's just still there. He just never left. He just hates himself. He lied. Yeah, he he, he never he get he didn't no, get to retire. He never got to retire. He he <laughs> he went left for a week. He made some bad. His wife made some bad investments, and he had to just come back and work until he was dead. Any character that's remotely lighthearted, their fortunes have turned. Kevin died of a heart attack. Ke- Kevin's dead. <laughs> dead. Died at work. They just say they say cut it in passing. Like Michael's like getting they have a blanket around. He's sitting there and he's asking about people. He's like, well, "Where's Kevin? What about Jan? Oh, uh, also dead. <laughs> yeah. Or dead. she could swoop back in on Michael. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she she's a broken takes, shell of a takes, man. Just takes she could take advantage of. Do 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 do